Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> to talk to Neil, call 567-0560, toll free for David Broward, or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, Morning, callers, Keith or Folger, anyone by the way, the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. This station stands for nothing. What a joke. What an embarrassment. Who the f*** is that? Well, she's got no name and she put up with it one night stand now. Outrageous. I'm happy Tuesday, too. Boy, we got uh, some interesting stuff today. First of all, like I said, Pete Bolger, you're still an asshole. The inside word is that this uh, inside facts that we got yesterday, the memo from uh, Stupid Talk, that it was a setup job, that they sent it over to us so that I would read it on the air. Well, guess what? I hate to break the news to you, Pete. It was in the newspaper. How do you like that? In addition to which, we had the Phil Henry thing here on Friday. Are you sure? Yeah, before anybody else, including all your people inside the building. So you can laugh over there all you want, PD Sweetie, but the fact is everybody else is laughing up their ass at the tremendous amount of local talent you're putting on here. All the big winners, like Jim Rome. <laughs> you know, I talked to 600 sports nerds since I left here yesterday, and every single one of them said, you know, Jim Rome? He's an asshole. He blows. Blows. He's the Steve Kane of Sports Talk Radio, con- desperate, contrived controversy. Screaming and yelling and carrying on about nothing. I got a great idea for you, Pete. In fact, if you really want to compete, here's the deal. Since you're putting all your eggs in one basket, why not just play the Phil Henry tapes eight times a day? Huh? Eight times three? That looks like 24 hours to me. Oh, there you go. Shouldn't have given him that idea. Might, might just happen now, you know? Oh, God. So before I go uh, get going here on what we're going to be talking about all day today, and I do mean all day, this is one of the most bizarre, and of course it came from a very bizarre guy, Peter Leonard. <laughs> you know Peter Leonard? Yeah. yeah, we all know Peter Leonard. One of our sales holes, by the way, if you don't know who he is, whose skin looks like shoe leather on a bad day, who looks like a cigar store Indian that's been out in the sun for 6,000 years, a certifiable crazy person. Peter Leonard from our QAM sales department. So I'm in here this morning uh, talking with our program director, Bluff Lindsay, unloading uh, five million uh, ideas on him, unloading lots and lots of sputum, I guess would be a good way to put it, after a psychotic day yesterday. And Peter Leonard uh, walks in there, hey, what's doing? What's doing? With that usual psychotic, obnoxious, disgusting uh, approach of his. That's just part of his obnoxious, disgusting personality. And puts an envelope down on the counter over here to my right. Well, as I'm talking to Bluff, I open up the envelope, not having any idea what's inside. 
and I see there's a letter and there's also a photograph. There's a picture of Peter's two young kids, Maggie and Max. I'm going to read the letter on the air for the because I don't want to embarrass a potential sponsor. I won't read the name of the sponsor on the air, but this will give you an idea of what it's all about here at QAM. This this is I'm saving this for my crapbook. I will never ever let this out of my sight. And what have I told you? Every single day of my life that I come in here, I see and experience things that nobody in the radio business has ever dreamed of, much less experienced before, has ever dreamed could possibly happen. Have you ever seen a letter like this? No. I've been showed it to some of the other salespeople, and they looked at it and went, like that. Here's what the letter from Peter Leonard says, and keep in mind, here's a picture of his two young kids in with the letter. Dear Uncle Neil, how are you? We really like your radio show. Our daddy says that you are funny. Our mommy thinks you're vulgar, but she's stupid and a typical bitch. Anyway, Uncle Neil, our dad was having a nightmare last night, and we heard him crying and pleading in his sleep. He mentioned your name in regards to seeing the account. Daddy was saying something about losing a lot of commission if you don't visit the guy's store for five minutes. We don't know what commission is, but Mommy says that Daddy doesn't get laid without it. As a matter of fact, we don't know what laid means either, but we think it's a good thing. Would you please go see the store just once? No. Daddy said he would get a limo to pick you up and bring you back. No. Because you'll have a lot of free products to take home. The guy will sign an annual deal at $250 a spot plus a $25 talent fee for you. $125 a week times 52 weeks is a lot of shekels, plus it'll get Mommy off Daddy's back and onto hers. Let us know if you're willing to do this. No. Our dad is no Todd Breck, but he's a good guy and will kiss your ass forever if you do this one favor. No. Again, $6,500 in your pocket, free stuff, a limo ride up to Boca and back, and a couple of new best friends, us. Thank you, Uncle Neil. Love. Maggie and Max Leonard. No. No, no, no. 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 One more time. No. Thank you. No chance. I don't go to Boca to see clients, okay? Especially when it's a client who's selling stuff in a box, in a can, on shelves. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you follow what I'm talking about? Uh Uh-huh. No. I don't get in limos to go to Boca. I don't get in my car to go to... I certainly wouldn't get in Peter Leonard's car to go anywhere. I wouldn't get in Peter Leonard's car to go from here to Chuck Subs across the street. God forbid. No thanks. No thank you. This is the most psychotic, neurotic letter. Even the hate mail, even all the stuff that comes in a fax machine all the years that I've been on the air, nothing even comes close to this. This is the work of a truly delusional human being crazy person but you know something we specialize in crazy people around here at qm that that's our specialty that's what this place is all about crazy people you know i've told you this before every place you work i know a lot of you out there most of you work for a living and anywhere you've worked there's always you know one two three some eccentric people bizarre people some assholes people are just you know you look at them and you just think you don't want to go anywhere near them no matter where you work that's part of life but in this place, we've got a whole team of them. Maybe because we're the sports station, we have like enough to fill out. Not, we're not talking a baseball team. We're talking a football team's worth of bizarre, weird, strange, unacceptable people, subhuman assholes. And, of course, there would be those people who'd say, well, maybe it's you, Neil. I don't think so because I've worked in too many other places with too many different people. Got along with most of them. Some of them liked me. Some of them were indifferent. Some of them hated me like poison, but got along with most of them. Spoke to most of them, 
Spoke to virtually all of them. But in this building, as time goes on, it's now a couple of days. October 1 will be uh, two day, two years. And almost every week that goes by, I'm finding my list is growing of people that I don't ever want to see again, I don't want to speak to. By the way, great show yesterday, Hank. Roy! Nice job, Ham Humper. Hank was great yesterday. Only as I was listening to Hank, I discovered a whole lot more things about this OJ business that I wasn't even aware of. And the steam was coming out of my ears as I heard more and more about this crap. That we work inside, no matter what it is that we bring into this place, ratings, money, whatever it is, means for nothing. It accounts for nothing. Because, again, if you're not part of the fearsome fivesome, then you you don't count for anything in this place. I've told you that for a long time. People think, oh, that deal sure is funny, you know. That sure is a joke. It's not a joke. It's true. You could be on here with a 90 share bringing in $20 million of revenue every year. And unless you want to participate in the sandbox with Greg and his buddies, you're an asshole. You're a problem. You're a piece of crap. But it's especially heartwarming to me to know that our sales manager, who quite frankly uh, doesn't tell us much about anything that has to do with sales, but our sales manager is now involved in the promotions department. Is not is she promoting anybody on the air here? No. Hank? No. Morning show? No. Me? No. Ed Kaplan? No. Ball games? No. Promoting OJ. She's the conduit to the media to make sure they got out to the golf tournament on Friday to see OJ. As in, yeah. right. So I have uh, 20 or 30 million words I have to say about that, and I will, at great length. This station stands for nothing. In theaters now, from the producer of Teaching Mrs. Tingle, it's making the teacher tingle. Hey, teach, here's my new science experiment. Here, play with it. Oh, oh God. Making the teacher tingle in theaters and sex shops everywhere. Oh. I don't care what a guy says. Mystery Alaska looks pretty interesting to me. You know, it's the hockey part that I'm excited about. You know what I'm saying? I'm uh-huh. sure. Ten fourteen, huh? It's the hockey thing. It's a lot of naked teenagers, including young hockey players. What's wrong with that? Graham James said it would be okay to watch. So anyway, before I get in my long, ponderous OJ business here today, and it's not only about OJ, it's about a whole bunch, bunch of like assholes and the liars and game players, and, and also a lot of you people out there who glamorize uh, celebrity, anybody who's supposedly a celebrity. You know what I'm talking about? People that ask for autographs, if it was Ted Bundy, if they could bring him back to life for like 10 minutes, we'd have an autograph session out in the goddamn parking lot. Oh, you better get here before he dies again. Before they stick him back in a box, Ted Bundy, they just popped him up for about a half an hour. He's got enough energy left to sign autographs. And you know something? There would be a line. There would be a freaking line. Because anywhere there's a quote-unquote celebrity, there are assholes looking for their autograph, looking to latch on. Klingons, human Klingons, kind of like Sam. Like I've told you, he's like an appendage. Not like an individual independent person, but like an appendage. Oh, look at me. I'm with OJ. I'm with Enrique. I'm with Jordan Knight. I'm with, I'm with somebody famous. I'm nobody, but look at me. I'm with them. I'm in the picture with them. I'm an asshole, but I'm with them. And by the way, we agree with that assessment, by the way, Sam. He's an asshole. We agree with that. Yeah. So anyway, before we get into that whole business, which is very seedy and unsavory and unacceptable, by the way, and could only happen here, I think, we got the trends yesterday, baby. Oh. We got some more Arbitron ratings. Oh. Two-thirds of the summer book, July and August. So it's June, July, and August because it's always a three-month rolling average. So this includes the month of August. By the way, Barry Jackass, you listening, Barry, you little pudwhacker? I'm sure you are. 
Even though you love those two live Jews way up at the other end of the dial, did they show up at all? No. The whole station, the Waffen, the fan, did they show up in the morning? No. In the midday? No. In the afternoon? No. At night? No. Overnight while everybody is sleeping? No. No. Did they have like even a hundredth of a point? No. Because the whole month of August is in this trend. So even though it would be a small number, but I mean, if they had any diaries at all, something would have showed on there in some demographic. I scoured every day part, every demographic. Did they show up at all? No. No. I know if I'm a sponsor, I'd sure love to be buying spots on a station that nobody is listening to. That sounds good to me. Although maybe they give better service than our people here. That could be. Wouldn't take much. But anyway, so here's the, uh, you know, mornings on this station. I don't know what happened there. It couldn't be those 20 and 30 minute commercial breaks, could it? Uh huh. Because I noticed the cum hasn't dropped that much, which is the total number of people listening during the week. But the length of listenership on our morning show has <laughs> dropped precipitously. Where the hell is it? from four and a half hours to three hours during the week, causing their average quarter-hour share in 25 to 54, our coveted demographic, to drop from a 3.2 to a 2.1, which is probably the lowest number they've had in a long time. I mean in a long time. Of course, a lot more of that college football talk. You can get it down to a 1.5 next time. Hurricanes. Does anybody care about the hurricanes? No. No. It's a phantom thing. They lost a couple of games now, so it's it's uh, nobody cares anymore. They lost a couple of games, so get onto something somebody might care about. Uh huh. There you go, like that golf tournament. So anyway, the big story though in the book rhymes with book. It's called <laughs> Brooke. As we continue following, and by the way, Pete Bolger, we're laughing again our asses off. In spite of your goddamn inside memos and in spite of all your... Uh, and, and by the way, thank you so much for listening religiously to the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, which midday we had a 6.4, 10 to 3. So but from 10 to 2, we had still about a 7 share in 2554 persons. That's persons. So in men, we did about you know, 12, 13 share. Not too bad. Not too shabby. How do you like that, Pete? And, of course, we couldn't do it without you. But goes to show you that they put on this tremendous talent. Rick and Suds went down a little bit in the morning. Had a little bit of a drop, a couple of tenths of a point, nothing dramatic. But they've kind of leveled off. They went from a 2.1 to a 1.9 in person, 25.54. Right behind, by the way, QAM's 2.1. Right on our ass. Neck and neck, nose to nose. Is it Rick and Suds? Is it uh, the worst team? They're like that close together, like a little curly hair apart. I was going to say a hair apart, but that would be bad. But the big news is in the afternoon, and I forgot to look at this until just moments ago, and Joe was sitting in there, and I said, you know, I wonder how the babbling brook is doing. If she can drive that number just a little bit, you know, it's it's slow. It's a slow process. You know, you start at one point, and then you drop a tenth here and a couple of tenths there. Although in the beginning, she was dropping like a rock. I mean, you know, but when you only got that little much left, when you only got ten people, only one or two of them can die at the same time. Person's 12 plus. In the afternoon, on Stupid Talk with their 50,000-watt signal. And by the way, there we are promoting you again, Pete. Is it doing any good? No. Will it do any good? No. No. There's IOD with a 1.4. Oh, there she is at the bottom of the page. Dropping from a 1.4 to a 1.3. That's 12 plus. That's the entire universe. But let's get to that important demographic again. 25 to 54 persons, men and women. 3 to 7 p.m., is she on the first page? No. No. Second page? No. How about the third page? No. That's pretty far down the list. Oh, but at the top of the fourth page, from a one point oh! 
in the uh, in the last trend. And by the way, it was 1.2 in the spring book, then a 1.0. Oh! And now in the newest trend, I knew she could do it. Only Mr. Eagle and John Ford have been able to do this on 50,000 watts. Breaking a one with a oh! 0.9. Oh! All right, let's hear it for the babbling rock. <laughs> Who keeps her job, by the way, because Pete Folger can't find any local people to put on the air. All he knows is putting on tape shows and syndicated shows and repeating stuff over and over again. That's his idea of putting on great talent. How's Karen Kay doing, by the way? How's Grego doing? How's Mike Church doing? How's the John Ford show doing in the morning, Pete? How's the Steve Kane show on INZ doing? It's just amazing. 50,000 watts right there in the middle of the dial. Do you have any idea what kind of a signal that is? In the daytime, nighttime, you couldn't hear them like 10 feet away. But during the daytime, no, seriously, at night, because I used to work there. At night, if you live in Broward and you drive like a little bit the north, I mean like a couple of blocks, I'm not talking a mile, you drive a couple of blocks north, you can no longer hear the signal. You can see the towers right behind you. You can't hear it because it's directional south at night. But during the daytime, 50,000 watts of pure, unadulterated crap <laughs> with a 0 0.9 in afternoon drive. I'm going to tell you something. Hank hopes you take real good care of Brooke. Don't ever, don't ever let her go, Pete. Don't ever let her go because she is, she's an important ingredient to our success, is making sure that she stays on here. Of course, once they start replaying Phil eight times a day, Hank will have to contend with that too between three and six, I would think. Let's see, nine to noon, yeah, three and six, every three hour increments. All Phil all day on INZ to kind of fill in the dead spots, and there are a lot of them. So that takes care of that. Like I said, our morning drive here had a – Hank went down just a little bit, not too bad. I went down just a little tad from our gigantic number we had in the previous trend, but still a big, big number there, about a seven share. Eat your hearts out. But our morning drive here, like a little on a, a, little on a weak side with a 2.1, and even the men dropping precipitously there in the morning. I wonder what that's all about. Maybe some of the ex-morning show listeners will call in and tell us why they've disaffected. And it's not like they went anywhere. You know, in other words, like you try to find some other station that went up that would logically be our audience. It's just that they keep tuning it off because they can't find the show. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But the length of listenership is generally a pretty good indication that the format blows, that we got too many goddamn spots. Too many spots spoil the audience. Send them, just drive them away. Send them diving to the dial. How many times have I gotten in the car in the morning, punched up the button, there it was, and just before I could even get my CD in the player, uh, what did I hear? Spots. This morning I got in the car and there was Geldy with his dulcet tone, there's one of those spots, and I thought, oh boy. And don't get me wrong, Geldy is the voice of sanity here in the morning show. I was wrong about that. He's the only, he's the glue, the LePage's glue that holds that thing together. Now that he stopped being a suckling, and by the way, nice going, Geldy. He's still doing the Panthers job, doing that Panther pregame and doing the stuff out there at the arena. He's still doing that, but he's no longer the underling, the suckling, like he used to be for the organization. And believe me, it's not going to be easy to be the suckling for that organization this year, especially if Burray goes down. Oh my God. Woo! You think it was ugly before. And the rumor has it, I can't tell you where I heard it, but the rumor has it that the ticket season ticket sales for the Panthers are off almost 20% from last year. 
So if they had about 15,000 season tickets, I, I think that's pretty close to what they had last year. That would be about 3,000 less, would be about 13,000. You know what that joint will look like if we have 13,000 season tickets and like maybe a couple thousand of them don't show up some nights? I mean, back in the old Miami Arena when we had 11, 12,000, it didn't look that good. But in this arena that holds almost 20,000, it'll look real bad. So let's keep Pavel healthy. Let's keep Brooke Daniels healthy. Huh? Maybe we can hook the two of them up together. Maybe it's speaking of LePage's Lou. Maybe she can give a little wax job there to Pavel. Just don't get the wax too hot, sweetie. <laughs> or maybe we can put her on a station where she belongs on Waxy. That would be perfect for her. You know that story, do you, about her wax job? Why do you want to hear it? Too, if you ever saw her and you heard the story, you'd be grossed out. You'd lose your appetite for your free lunch today. Now, getting back to this other business at hand. I had yesterday, I spent maybe four of the most psychotic hours of my life between 3 and 7 p.m. If I didn't have 697 conversations with my attorney, Norma Kent, who had 2,582 conversations with Alan Fertel, the attorney for this radio station, then we didn't have one. Not to mention a conversation I had with Josie Lambeet, who, by the way, I apologize for calling him Jose. I didn't realize he was a frog. It's Josie. I think he's just spelling it wrong. Nonetheless, at the Fort Lauderdale uh, Sun Sentinel, writes the South Florida Insider. Of course, my conversation with him was after his conversation with some people in this building who told him some astonishing things, like, oh, Neil Rogers is going to sue WQAM. Did I tell anybody I was suing WQAM? No. No. Am I suing WQAM? No. Not yet. I mean, what, where does this stuff come from? And this precipitated back and forth and back and forth and forth and back to the point where finally I had to call the head cheese right at home, Greg Reed. And sometime later, after consulting with his attorney and finding out if he had his permission to speak to me directly, this is my boss, by the way, had to call his attorney to see if it would be okay to return my call and speak to me. He called me back. And so the big powwow that Jose, uh, Josie, I'm sorry, that he refers to in his article today, it will take place at 2 this afternoon. Alleged. I mean, it's a, it's about time to get the goddamn Hoover in this place, you know? Get out the big, the gigantic vacuum cleaner. Get that big suction cup from the sky. And kind of suck out, if you pardon that expression, some of the dead weight in this place, some of the troublemakers, some of the problem makers, some of the people who actually just steal money from this place twice a month. Steal. Take a check, do nothing. Stir up a lot of crap, but otherwise, do nothing. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. I think you do. Dear Pants, <laughs> I don't think I'd like you anymore. You used to watch me shave. Now all you do is stare at the floor. Oh, dear penis, I don't like you anymore. It used to be you and me, a paper towel and a dirty magazine. That's all we needed to get by. Now it seems things have changed, and I think that you're the one who blame their penis. I don't like you anymore. He sings, Dear Rodney, I don't think I'd like you anymore. Because when you get to drinking, you put me places I've never been before. Dear Rodney, I don't like you. No. 
Why can't we just get a grip on our man-to-hand relationship? <laughs> Come to terms with truly how we feel. If we put our heads together, we just stay home forever. Dear penis, I don't think I like you after all. Oh, and Rodney, while you're shaving, shave my balls. <laughs> oh, that was just a joke. That's part, uh, something you can relate to, a little uh, something special. For all you little shavers out there, 1033 at 560 WQM. By the way, I guess uh, Peter Leonard wants to know, will I go see that place? No. Even in a limo? No. No. Tell his kids. No. Tell them too. Tom, don't take it personal, but the answer is still no. No. By the way, uh, we got a little fresh for information. Maybe over at Power 96, somebody knows something. I'll listen to a good song, so they probably don't know anything about it. There's a video that I saw in Amsterdam that just captivated me, and I saw it on Much Music last night. It's called Let the Music Heal Your Soul, and it's by the Bravo All-Stars, which is a compilation. It's on a European label, so we probably don't have it yet. It's by a compilation of, like, the Backstreet Boys are in it, and all these uh, European groups. There are, like, about eight or nine different groups who are singing in this thing, yeah? It's like this big production. And I was able to tape like a little piece of it. It's going to be a Like I said, it's the Bravo All-Stars. are going to be gigantic. And uh, isn't that interesting that you hear it first here? Probably not on Power 96. No. Or any of the other no. stations in this town that play such crap music all day long. Maybe they got that record at Power 96. Do you think they... Uh, no. No. By the way, how's my Backstreet Boys tickets coming? Anybody seen those? No. So anyway, getting back to the uh, meat of the matter. Oh, and also last night, I don't, want, I don't want to forget this because once I get into this OJ business, I might uh, take 20 or 30 hours on it. Last night on Dateline, and thanks to the guy that called us yesterday to tip me off on this, they had uh, a segment on the Atkins, on the Atkins diet. Now, generally speaking, once they have a segment, they promote that they're going to have a segment on this, any, on any television show, you know it's going to be negative. They've always got to poo-poo it because they have to support all the old, you know, stereotypes about uh, meat being bad for you and cholesterol, all this other crap. Well, actually, this was fairly balanced, and they had Dr. Bob on there. By the way, I know this great place in Boca, but anyway... 
So they had the Atkins on there, and they had this one guy who had weighed 315 pounds, and his cholesterol was sky high, and he tried every diet on the, you know how that goes, and he did the Atkins, and lost 100 pounds, and kept, has kept it off for a year. And he did go off for a little while and gained 12 pounds back very fast, because that's what happened, but he got back on the thing, and he's uh, kept 100 pounds off for over a year now. And his cholesterol is way, way down. And then they got some bitch on there, and as soon as she opened up her mouth, I said to John, I said, that's a registered that's a registered dietitian or a nutritionist. And after they finished, they said, oh, there's Sheila Schmageggy, who's a registered dietitian. And I said, aha. And she, of course, is ripping it to pieces. Let me tell you right now, registered dietitians and nutritionists know nothing about anything that has to do with diet. They know about as much to do with health and diet as the American Diabetes Association does, which is nothing, zero, nada, zippo, nada, not an iota, nothing, less than nothing. So I thought it was a pretty balanced piece on Dateline last night. And basically, they didn't say you're going to die and you're going to have uh, this, and you're going to have uh, coronary artery disease and all these other horrible things. Uh, it was fairly balanced. Even with Bob Arnott, who was on there, who's kind of a weird guy, who I think is taking the same kind of stuff that Peter Leonard's taking these days. He always has that kind of like <coughs> spacey look, that Kevin Spacey look on his puss. By the way, Kevin Spacey is not, uh, okay? No matter what you think, he's not. You do understand that. He's not. Just like the Backstreet Boys, he's not. 22 before 11. I'll get to this eventually. You know, just uh, you got to take all the time you can. You know how that goes. Now listen, I'm uh, I'm getting off of this damn phone thing, especially in this place. It's poison. Suck it in and hold it. Tired of the same old flavors of yogurt, cherry, strawberry, banana, peanut, yes. blueberry. Hmm. Well, look out, taste buds. Prepare yourself, palate, for Crudson's Trout on the Bottom Yogurt. Trout on the bottom, fresh water. Trout on the bottom, oh, rainbow. Trout on the bottom, fresh water. Trout on the bottom, oh, rainbow. Crudson's new Trout on the Bottom Yogurt, combining the delicious attributes of yogurt with hearty chunks of rainbow trout. No frills, no gills, just great taste. Crudson's Trout on the Bottom Yogurt, regular and di <laughs> Okay, 19 before 11 at 560 WQAM. Hank's going to be doing a show uh, at Cool City Entertainment and Restaurant Complex at the southwest corner of Pines and University in Pembroke Pines starting today. He'll be there every Tuesday. Cool City is a Key West style complex featuring Sloppy Joe's, a cigar martini bar, upscale steakhouse, a sandy beach, and more. Huge complex of restaurants and bars, which fits in perfectly with us. And I'll be at the uh, Specs. Don't forget, we got starting this Friday, October 1, the Best of Neil 99 will be in all the Specs stores all around town in Dade Broward and Palm Beach. And uh, we'll be doing our first appearance of the year fundraiser at Specs Music at the Sawgrass this Saturday, October 2nd, noon to 2. O.J. won't be there, by the way. Like I said, O.J. better not be there. And we'll have the uh, Best of Neal CDs and cassettes. Specs Music in the Sawgrass is at the Blue Dolphin entrance right near Ruby Tuesday off Flamingo near rooms to um, go. So that's this Saturday. Okay, so anyway, getting back to this. Uh, oh, look at that. Here's a call in Gainesville. Hello. Oh, look at what. And Joe didn't uh, forgot to do the thing. Well, it's not your fault. Uh, you didn't realize. You forgot to reboot the phone. It's not going to work. So here we go, rebooting the phone again because we just can't uh, we just can't do it right here at WQAM every day. Of my, you know something? But the way I look at it now, this should be my worst problem. This should be the worst thing we have to worry about is that we have to reboot the goddamn phone every morning because we got a crap phone system. And now all those pain in the ass callers are gone, and I can proceed like I was going to do. Sorry about that, guys. Maybe the Gainesville call call back. He was waiting on his or its or whoever was dying, too. That's sad. That's really very sad. But don't blame me. I had nothing to do with it, okay? Just blame uh, this organization because they're too busy. They're too busy uh, bringing in celebrities from out of town to play in golf tournaments where we don't want them at. 
We can't afford the money for a real phone system here. We got to take our promotional money and spend it according to Sam Duque, our promotions director. Spend it to bring uh, murderers in here to screw up golf tournaments. Oh, you're back. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I just got back on. I hadn't been listening to you, so I really know what you've been talking about all morning. Uh-huh. Uh, I wanted to talk about what you were talking about last week with the uh, fraternities. Yeah. Um, they're, uh, it's, it's basically a way to, 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 to basically meet people that you have no idea. And they basically have to be your friends and you have to be your, your, you know, your brothers and stuff. And, and it's just the, the cheap way to, to meet friends instead of being a sociable person going out. Yeah, and get them naked, yeah. Exactly. Oh, that happens. All, all the, the time, time, yeah. All the time. And as uh, a matter of fact, they run the student government up here because uh, they basically all have to vote. There's voting boards up here, and everybody in the fraternities have to go out and vote. And they're only about 10% of the people here, but everybody has to vote. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting. It's it's just the worst thing in the world. It's not really a democracy, just like what we have now in America. It's not really a democracy. There's a handful of people with all the money and all the all the ammunition, and, and they run the world. Yeah. And... Uh, it's a disgusting thing, Neil. So well, it goes to show if you're willing to get naked and take your clothes off for all your buddies, uh, you know, you can start getting a lot of power. Feel oh. power, maybe. Oh, that's what happened to Bill Clinton. There you go. Yeah. Okay, right. Neil. Okay, have a great day, pal. Bye. What did he say? That's a gay club, you moron. Something like that, he said. I, I still can't get over that. Point nine. That's, you know something? That finally cheered me up. I finally have something to be sad about. It's not important in life that you succeed, but that no talent assholes fail. Isn't that the, how the old saying goes, something like that? Uh-huh. It's not important that you succeed, but that assholes really fall on their ass, like uh, Brooke Dan. <laughs> and you know something? If she had a point nine following fat-ass Limbaugh, just imagine what she can come up with following three hours of Jim <laughs> Rome. Oh, I, I don't think we've seen the end of the decline yet. Keep your eye on that falling needle, baby. Point nine is only the beginning. Diminishing returns. So the law of diminishing uh, return. Yeah, return to sender. Send it back where it came from. Like New York with that disgusting sound, with that bitchy, uh, she's abroad. Attaboy, Pete. Nice going. You know how to pick them, sweetheart. Get that finger right back in your rectum. Because you sure know how to pick them. He's over there laughing. Oh, we sure set him up yesterday. He's giving us a lot of promotion. You know something? How about six months from now when you're still sucking wind, huh? Mr. Expert, Mr. Hotshot, Mr. Brilliant Genius, uh, uh, climbing up the ladder, suck hole. He was sucking up the ladder with Tim Williams over there at Gigantic. Then he was sucking his way up the ladder with the Paxson people. Now he's with Clear Channel, and he's still sucking. And everybody still hates him like poison, and he's still a backstabbing fool that doesn't know his ass from his goddamn rectum. By the way, thanks to my friend Lenny at the Air Around the Clock, sent me a, a glowing letter here and a nice watch. Is that like... Uh, Puggle or something, the fact that I got a, I don't think so. That's one of our fine sponsors. Thank you, Lenny. And Air Around the Clock, who do a nice job in my house, by the way. And the guy who came and did my house was a big groupie, too, so that, you know, always helps. I'm not, I, well, maybe I'll take uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, hey, uh, Neil, how are you? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I tried listening to Brooke one afternoon, and I, I couldn't <laughs> do it. I really couldn't do it because she made no sense to me at all. Yeah. You know, and then I switched over to. Is she Hank. talking about how she waxed her crotch that one day? And uh... oh, when the paramedics came and things like that. Right. Oh yeah, I, I heard that story. Yeah. See, Joe should be able to relate to this because he likes to. You know, his girlfriend makes him shave his balls, so he ought to be able to relate to some broad that has to wa- do a wax job on her crotch. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I just can't. I can't imagine walking into a room and seeing that though. You know, but uh, but you don't really have to be a sports fan to listen to Hank because Hank has a really good way of telling a story. Yeah. You know, he, hey, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I love Hank until the calls start. I, in fact, I, that's why I hate the calls. I love listening to what he has to say. And as soon as these sports nerds start calling, I just get psychotic. 
Right, right. And of course, now that Hank's got those 20 minute commercial breaks, he won't have time for calls anyway. So, you know, in a, in a very insidious way, maybe it's uh, for the best. Right. Yeah, because that's that's how all his listeners really get into his show, like you said, you know, because he tells such a great story. He was but, great yesterday. Yeah. But I listened to you and Hank. I tried uh, listening to the first time, uh, or the first, first time, scene, yeah. rather, <laughs> you know, but. But I, every time I call them, if I if they didn't agree with my point of view or anything like this, you know, I mean, they just they went off. Blow you off, you know. So, I mean, I I just gave up on them. Well, evidently, a lot of other people did too. I mean, I you know, everybody's got an uptrend, downtrend, good trends, bad trends. But this trend looks like a death knell. I don't want to get these guys nervous because I know Beefo especially is very paranoid and insecure, and with his talents, he ought to be. But I mean, that uh, morning show just fell off the face of the earth uh, in August for whatever reason. Well, I can definitely understand why. <laughs> so. Well, thanks very much, Neil. Okay, and Beefo says thanks, too. Take care. And the little dog, too. And Gildy, okay. Don't like that worst team too much, this guy. How do you like that? He uh, no. hates it. So anyway, getting back to this OJ business, you know, I'm glad I cleared the air with all. In fact, thanks again to my good friend Peter Leonard for that idiotic note in the uh, picture, because that kind of like gave me, you know, a little buffer there, so I didn't get started on a real sour note right off the bat and mentioned Phyllis in the first half hour. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention her name, Phyllis? Uh -huh. The water Nazi? Oh, I don't know. Why, why did I mention that? I don't know, it just came to my mind. I just keep thinking, Phyllis, Phyllis, Phyllis. That name just keeps coming to my mind over and over again. Don't say it. Well, Phyllis, you know, that's a lot more friendly than saying the water Nazi. You know, I'll mention her by name. Phyllis, Phyllis, Phyllis. Well, she's a big OJ licker. The first day I ever came in this building. No, seriously, this is a true story. The first day I ever came into this building with Norm Kent. By the way, thanks a lot, Norm, you piece of crap, you faggot. But anyway, the first day he brought me in this building after we had signed the deal, and I'd gone through a lot of really uh, ugly phone calls back and forth, but not so many phone calls, just trying to chase down Greg Reed, who has this bad habit called not returning phone calls. Maybe his lawyer wouldn't let him return my calls. I don't know. But at any rate, uh, come in the building, and we're getting the guided tour. And at that time, Phyllis was actually, we were actually still speaking. In fact, even way back in those early days, we were still speaking when she was making sure that Hank had no spots on his log because she hates him like poison. But at any rate... Uh, that's another story, which I'll say for later on. So at any rate, uh, I go into her office, and I look on the walls, and I see all of this uh, O.J. memorabilia. Oh, man. I see these pictures and these uh, jock straps, and uh, I thought, what, what is this? What, what is this crap? And then come to find out, as people are very enthusiastically bubbling all around here, telling me that, oh, yeah, she, fellas, she's only one of the O.J. fans that we have in this building. Yeah, this, this radio station suffers from O.J. Simpson disease. Yeah, that's a true story. It's an illness. It's a disease. And, of course, the leader of that is Roy! by the ringleader. I shouldn't have said ring. I wonder if he's wearing a <laughs> ring today. I bet you would know. But at any rate, I won't say that name yet. At any rate, uh, we have a bunch of people who, for whatever reason, are upset. And, of course, keep in mind, this is long after the trials and the murders and all of the other, and the fact that almost universally, O.J. is reviled by anybody with an IQ larger than their thumbnail. Because not too many people like brutal murderers and scumbags and uh, people who have done all the things that he's obviously done. People that beat their wives, all, all of these kinds of things. Although, you know, when you've got a, a sports station, a jockstrap sniffing station, beating your wife kind of fits right in with the whole ambiance of it because that's a jock thing. Beating your women. Not necessarily your wife, just beating your woman. Maybe she's your wife, maybe not. Maybe she's had 20 or 30 of your kids, maybe not. Maybe the bitch down the street had them. So I was kind of like uh, taken aback. That was my first inkling that there was something a little bit strange in this place, something a little bit out of the ordinary yeah. in this building, plus the fact, of course, that there was mildew in all the carpets, you know, and holes in the walls. And 
I mean, it, it looked like a toilet. It smelled like a toilet. It was a toilet. And by the way, is your uh, is our construction project anywhere near completion up here yet? No. No. It's now almost the 1st of October. We came up here on the third floor in early March, I think about the 5th or 10th of March, from our second floor temporary studios. We came up here, and of course, once we came up here, almost everybody went back down on the second floor. They were trying to tell me something way back then. Like, you come up here, we're leaving, we're going down there. What is that that he just brought in there? What is that? The Neil Rogers Best of Neil campaign to benefit Center One yeah. off press release. Great. Useless turd. Sam Duque, useless turd. Seriously, teats on a bullfrog are more useful than Sam Duque. But at any rate, see, that's distracting because I don't want to see him. I don't ever want to see him again. As long as I live, I don't want to see his face. I don't want to see his ass. I don't want to see any part of him. Just like I heard yesterday, Hank saying you don't want to see Roy. Which I would agree with that, but I certainly don't want to see Sam Douchebag. You want to know why? He's an asshole. And a professional troublemaker. He's a putz. He's a punk. But he's, he's my, he's the spokesman now. You understand for me, for the radio station, for Greg Reed. He's the spokesman. Sam Duque. Because he's one of that inside group. Let, let me, let me lay it out for you, okay? If you got a lineup card, let's pretend we're doing a baseball game. You know how everybody gets the pencil? Well, not everybody. Maybe three old farts that keep scoring a ball game, especially a Marlin game. Get out your scorecard. Here's where it is. Here's Greg Reed up there on top of the little, the little hat, the little king on the, you know, the crown, the thorny crown. And here surrounding him in his little circle, we have Phyllis, the water Nazi, Luann, our sales manager. We have Sam Duque, our promotions director. And we have, kind of like by association, Roy is there too. That's it. That's the inner circle. Those are, as I've called them many times in the past, the untouchables here at WQAM. Those people have jobs for life. Take it to the bank. No matter what they do, no matter what they say, no matter what they might possibly, they could come in here with like a shotgun and blow 15 people away. They have jobs for life. Now, you might ask. You might be, you know, kind of wondering. Why? I don't know. Well, I mean, I do know in some cases some of them may have some naked pictures. I don't think that. Roy! Well, you know, now that I come to think of it, maybe he does. Maybe he's in them. I don't know. We'll have to find out. It's a gruesome thought, by the way. But nevertheless, uh, let me just give you a little bit of history about this golf tournament. And quite frankly, I mean, Neil Rogers, what do I have to do with golf? Anything at all? No. No, I can't, I can't stand golf. Not only can I stand golf, I can't stand people who are into watching golf. If you want to go out and play golf, have some exercise, have a few uh, 20 or 30 beers, whatever you want to do, that's fine. You know, it's a thing. But people that sit around watching golf, I mean, oh, it's just pathetic. It's tragic. I'd rather, I'd rather watch auto racing for 600 consecutive hours, and I'd rather die before I saw that. So what does that tell you? Compared to a golf, it's great. But nonetheless, about three months ago, Tracy Caraceto, and isn't it convenient, by the way, that Tracy is no longer here? Was he fired? No. no he, did he have another job when he left? No. No, he just bailed out and went up to Boston with his lady friend to kind of like seek his fortune. Basically, what he was saying was, let me out of here. Yeah, that was, that's what he was saying. Let me out of here. I can't do business this way, to quote him directly. Can't do business like they do here at QAM. Kind of like Scott Schwartz, who was here in sales for about five minutes, and said, let me out of here. Same kind of thing. 
see a lot of the underlings here. They're beginning. There's a the bubbling of resentment that's beginning to build. Well, I don't think it's just beginning, but I think it's beginning to simmer a little bit more than usual because some of the underlings here are finding out that some of the people who are here who do absolutely nothing who contribute nothing to this radio station, who don't sell any spots, who don't have any ratings, who don't bring in any revenue, that those people are making some very serious bucks. I mean, when we pay an ex-jock 60 grand a year to walk around and be a face man, a man who has never sold an account in the history of his life, one has to really kind of wonder what that's all about. One has to really start wondering, why is this going on? Not that I begrudge anybody, you understand, but some of the underlings, some of the little people who are very underpaid and work their asses off, it starts being very bad for morale, especially when you see some of the problems and the troubles that are being caused by some of these people. See, and this is what happens. Haven't I always said that idle hands make for a bunch of assholes? Isn't that the way the saying goes, something like that? Yeah. Idle hands wind up on your asshole, something like that. I think that's how it goes. And so when you got a lot of people who basically have really nothing to do other than just you know show up and get a check every couple of weeks and schmooze with the boss... Those people suddenly uh, find that they have a lot of time to, you know, pop, 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 become professional dentists and stir up a lot of problems, cause a lot of trouble, things like that. Which brings us back to this goddamn golf tournament, and if we ever get these spots all in, I'll get back to it. Trust me. And we'll get back to uh, Josie Lambeat's column in the Sun Sentinel this morning. I hear that Josie is suing the QAM, by the way, is what I hear. Is that true? No. That's what I just made up. Just like somebody made up that I was suing the radio station. Not that I don't have reason, by the way. I'm so horny for you. Will you stop pretending me? You want me, don't you? I'm so horny for you Won't you please help get me off Look, but don't touch I watched you strip down to your bare skin Coat yourself with lard. Oh, baby, I want you to... My penis was standing straight up. All right. And oh, so hard I now got blue balls. I just want to do you. You want me, don't you? Why don't you help? Get me off. Look, Come on, baby, please. Don't touch. Over. You. But of course, all America wants to know does he shave him? That's the obvious question. Uh-huh. It's 1102 at 560 WQA. And by the way, did we get any calls about the Bravo All Stars and that great song that I played? Of course not, because it's only out in Europe and it's not here yet. And thank God much music is starting to play it up there in Toronto. And maybe, maybe it'll fill away its way down here eventually. Eventually. So anyway, getting back to this goddamn stupid golf tournament. So they come to me, Tracy and screw in our sales manager about three months ago, right here in this very room at 2 o'clock one day when I get off the air. And George was a witness because he was a participant in this discussion. 
And they said, well, you know, we'd like to do something extra special, raise a little extra money for Center One. We know October you're going to be doing the CDs and stuff, but we'd like to do something special. We'd like to put together this celebrity golf tournament, and you don't have to do anything. Just promote it a little bit, and whatever we raise from that, we'll give the proceeds to Center One. I said, I don't know. I mean, I was leery about it in the first place because what do I know about golf? What am I, you know, what do I have to do with the golfing world? Now, of course, it is interesting, if you're a regular listener to this radio station, that WQAM does sponsor several charity golf tournaments every year. We have a Dolphin Golf Tournament. Hank's got a golf tournament. Mad Dog's got one. Uh, we have a whole bunch, I'd say maybe eight or ten golf tournaments, that are done to this radio station every year, sponsored and promoted by. Has OJ showed up in any of those golf tournaments, by the way? No. Ever? No. No. I just mentioned that in passing. So during the course of the conversation, when they finally talked me into saying, okay, well, let's go ahead, we'll raise some good money for our center one, um, so one of them brought up the fact, I think it was Screwan, of course, that, well, you know, we might be able to bring in OJ for this thing, at which point the, ha- the hair on the back of my neck stood straight up in the air, and I said, absolutely, positively, no. no, if he's here, I'm out. I don't want anything to do with it. Under no circumstances does center one or yours truly want anything to do if Orenthal James Simpson is involved in this golf tournament, at which point I was promised, okay, okay, no problem. We guarantee you he will not be here. It was a bad idea. Was it a bad idea? Uh Uh-huh. Bad idea. And I thought that would be the end of it. And then, of course, came the next chapter in this very, very ugly and grotesque and embarrassing saga, and that was the day that... Roy was sent in here. See, I don't want to say he came in here on his own because I know for a fact that he was sent in here by one of the people I just mentioned. I don't want to mention her name again. Rhymes with screw. And and uh, came in here while I was on the air. We have it on tape. We played the tape. You know, it's, it's so the evidence is right there. While I was on the air, demanding to know how come I hadn't been reading the promos for this golf tournament that I was supposedly sponsoring or at least involved with. And, of course, we didn't have any promos. The promos had just been given to us that morning by Sam, who evidently once again had fallen down on the job. These are promos that were supposed to, I guess, have been done weeks ahead of time. Were they ever done? No. Was any information given to us to read on the air? No. All of the uh, sports nerds and yours truly? No. No. So if you don't have any information, how can you read the stuff on the air? I tried telling that to Roy as he stood here mumbling, and, and I also tried telling him I had a commercial to do, I had a break to do, and we're in the middle of a radio show. I said, Roy, you see, this This is a microphone, you jackass. I'm on the air live. We're doing a goddamn radio show. And, well, don't you want O.J. in this thing? And he starts with the O.J. stuff again. Out of nowhere, out of the blue. And I said, No. But why? Why? It's because he's a goddamn murderer. Well, he was fun. See, his line is always the same. Always the same line. Well, he was found because not guilty in a criminal trial. I don't care. We don't want anything to do with him. Don't you understand? Very simple two-letter word. No. Even a dumb ex-jock can understand. No. No. No? No. Oh, they can't. Now, how's that go? No, they can't understand it, or the word is no. I, well, we'll figure that out. Can you understand it, Roy? No. No. So evidently he didn't understand it because that was, again, another one of these episodes that occurred because this thing was being mishandled. And then just a few days before it was to take place this past, last Friday, I was being told, oh, this thing's a disaster and they're not selling out any, uh, getting any uh, people involved in this thing. And so we started really plugging the hell out of it. And then they got a whole bunch of people who came aboard on this thing to help Center One and to participate. And we were giving promos out. Don Strzok was going to be involved. And this ex jock I forget the list of names. Was OJ's name on there? No. Was LT's name on there? No. No, they were conspicuously missing. They were conspicuous by their absence, thank God. And so to make a long story short, here comes last Friday, and here's the Lagomar Celebrity Golf Tournament, the uh, WQAM About.com or whatever it was golf tournament. 
featuring uh, so on and so on, all these other people, all these ex-jocks, including Don Strzok. For some reason, he's the only one I remember. Do you remember any of the other people who were? No. But he's a good guy, and I remember uh, his name was on the list, and I remember Mad Dog interviewing him out there at the golf tournament Friday. Come to find out at 1.30 here last Friday, the inside lines here start ringing off the hook, and George is getting spy reports from Lago Mar. I mean, you've already heard this part, but maybe some of you haven't. It bears repeating again because it's shocking after you've been promised and assured that if your good name is involved in this and everybody on the radio station is promoting this, we're not going to be having any axe murderers show up. We're getting spy reports 1.30 here on Friday. Guess who's there? Oh, man. Guess who's not only there, but who's playing in the goddamn frickin' tournament? Oh, man. Yeah, OJ. At which point, everyone's blood started to boil. At which point, anybody, any rational human being, became extremely hostile, psychotic, and irritated, to say the very least. A couple of minutes later, the inside line there rings again. It's Sam Duque, our promotions ass, who's on the phone and says to George, you sure Neil doesn't want to put him on the air? You see, when you use somebody as a weapon, I mean, we know what kind of weapon he used. It was really sharp. But when you use an individual as a weapon to beat the rest of the radio station and the community over the head with, I mean, we already despise him. We already are nauseated and puke-induced by him. And I'm not talking about the little circle jerk of sports nerds we got down on the second floor. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about anybody with any common sense who realizes that just because somebody once carried a goddamn football and ran fast doesn't mean he's somebody we ought to admire. You know what I'm saying? As in a rip-snorting good time was had by all? So now we get to yesterday's episode. See, it took me a long time to get around to it, but now we got another spot to do. Well, no, this is great. This is how Neil once again takes something and milks it for like three, four, five, maybe ten hours today. Maybe the humper can just, uh, you know, eat and drink over there at uh, Cool City. Give your wife and run. Left them there in bits and pieces. The trial's moving on. Chances of quit all decreases. Traces of blood everywhere that match your DNA. Traces of blood that's yours, OJ. Thick black curly hair. You left the glove and bloody tracks. Oh, the cap you used to wear. You're a homicidal wacko. Traces of blood all around that match your DNA. Traces of blood that's yours, OJ. You close your eyes and said a prayer. Trace of blood still there. Tainted photographs. Time is showing us your true side. <laughs> Ripped them both in half. 
Now the evidence you can't hide Traces of blood everywhere That match your DNA Traces of blood That's yours, OJ Kill Nicole Thank you it's 11.15 at 5.60 WQM. So anyway, getting back, where did I leave off on this thing? God, it's a multi-part and multifaceted thing, and the story, too. So anyway, we're getting bits and pieces of the story, and yesterday I'm listening to Hank there in the beginning of the show, and now the steam is just pouring out of my ears as Hank is revealing. See, Hank had a chance to talk to Mandich yesterday, and, of course, Mandich was out there at this golf tournament on Friday. So in listening to Hank, I'm now picking up all these other pieces of information, which I wasn't privy to before, which Mandich passed along to him because Mandich was a witness to all of it. And he goes to say, and I saw a job again there, Mad Dog. Yeah. Mandich ripped the OJ and ass, and rightfully so, and was embarrassed and humiliated and degraded to be out there. So come to find out that our sales manager, Screw Ann Winnick, that she was out there on the phone calling up all the media to alert them to the fact that OJ was there, this big celebrity. And get their cameras out there, and it's a big major story, and yada, yada. He's out here at the QAM-sponsored golf tournament. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm in business, the last person on the face of the earth living today that I would want to be associated with would be O.J. I'd rather be, I'd rather be affiliated with, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, Slobby Sl- Sl- Milosevic than with O.J. Anybody. And everybody knows that. Even the apologists for him must know that unless they're really, really, really stupid. You think they're that dumb? Uh-huh. Evidently. So come to find out. And keep in mind again, this is on a radio station where nobody gets any promotion whatsoever. Not a guy with a sandwich board running up and down in Surfside, running up and down Lincoln Road Mall, uh, schlepping around in Sunrise. Nobody, nothing, not a billboard, not a TV spot, not a, not anything, not a zippity-doo-dah, nothing. And, to make it even better, then I find out through the grapevine that our promotions director, who's gotten free, mentioned free, because I guess he's really running a shop here lately, San Duque, that he's got O.J. on camera there. Because, you know, it's that deal again where he can be the human appendage. Oh, look at me, I'm standing next to somebody famous again. I'm always in the picture standing next to somebody famous. I'm a nobody, but I'm standing next to somebody really famous. You know, it must be very sad to have that much of an inferiority complex that you have to always feel you've got to be seen with somebody famous to feel like you're worth anything, like you have any usefulness in life. Although in his case, the usefulness part, I can understand that part. But nevertheless, he's parading out there on Channel 10. I'm getting spy reports yesterday on all the local TV channels. Oh, yes, uh, we brought O.J. in and uh, yada, 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 and uh, we're proud to have him here. He's a big celebrity, and it's a QAM golf tournament, et cetera, and so on. I'm paraphrasing because I didn't see any of it. Maybe some of you did. Now we come to yesterday. Now we're finally getting a little bit caught up. Yesterday, as I said, I'm listening to Hank uh, recount these stories about what's going on out there at the tournament by way of Mandich. And I was talking to our program director in the uh, doorway as I was on the way out since his office is right uh, on the way to the uh, exit over here to my right. Get off your duff. Right. And I was bemoaning the fact of how embarrassing this was that the very same people that do nothing to promote us are busy uh, getting out. They're, they're all of a sudden becoming publicity directors for an axe murderer that everybody hates with a brain. And he's agreeing with me, of course. And as I shook my head about all this and started walking out, I said, you know, it sounds like a basis for a real good lawsuit to me. And I walked out the door. 
I get home about uh, 5 to 3. Here's a message from my lawyer, Norma Kent, on the phone. He's in uh, court. He's got a trial going, but he's uh, trying to call back and forth and forth and back. I finally get a hold of him, or he gets a hold of me. Come to find out in the hour between the time that I left here and the time that I spoke to him, he's had not one, not two, not three, but four calls from the attorney for this radio station. Alan, I'm too Jewish for my own good for tell. Four calls in an hour trying to get a hold of Norma Kent, who is in court with the trial going on. Beeping, calling the office, desperate, frantic, frantic. Also, he's had a call from Josie Lambeat at the Sun Sentinel who writes this South Florida Insider column that we've quoted from a lot of times. Last week, he had the bit about Rick Sanchez and the uh, Atkins diet and what a pig Ricky is. I guess, you know, I guess when you run over a guy and the guy dies, you start, you know, eating uh, your way through frustration. You know, I'm talking about a lot of frustration eating. That must be what it is, right, Rick? Uh-huh. But at any rate, so this Josie Lambeat, whose column I do read from time to time and read some clips on the air and seems like a uh, reasonable guy, he uh, uh, talks to me because uh, he had called Norm. I, he, Norm gives me the guy's number, and I call him. It's about 3.15 now. Unbeknownst to me, Josie Lambie from the Sun Sentinel has already talked to somebody in this building. I don't want to mention somebody by the name of Sam Duque, although he's quoted in the article, so I guess it's not a secret. Somewhere along the line, the conversation goes back and forth, and I don't have exactly how it took place, but somebody is recounting to somebody else that Neil Rogers is going to sue WQAM. Did I say I was suing QAM? No. Am I going to sue QAM? No. Did I tell Sam that I was suing QAM? No. Did I tell Josie Lambie that I'm suing QAM? No. Or anybody else? No. No. And so I have about a five-minute conversation with Josie Lambie about this whole OJ thing and about the fact that we were promised and guaranteed beyond a shadow of a doubt he would not be involved in this so that all of us who were promoting it would not in, would not put our good names behind something that we would be offended and grossed out by, including the people at Lagomar and including the people at Center One. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Very simple. Nobody wanted to be associated with something that he was going to be involved in. So the calls are going back and forth and forth and back. In this meeting that I had scheduled today for 2 o'clock with Greg Reed and Screw Ann Winnick and uh, uh, Duff Lindsay, our program director, this meeting that I had scheduled for today Get off your duff. was canceled. And now there was supposed to be a meeting on Friday morning with the lawyers involved. Lawyers involved. Because Neil is threatening to sue WQAM, according to somebody. According to some crazy person. So now the calls are going back and forth and forth and back. And uh, finally, at about 5 after 6, I thought, screw it, I'm going to call Greg Reed at home, which I did. And his wife answered the phone. He wasn't home yet. And I left a message. And about uh, 15 minutes later, after consulting with his attorney, he returned my call. Thanks, Greg. And our meeting at 2 o'clock is back on today. He was just down here only moments ago, showing me ratings that have already got here. But nevertheless showing me that the numbers on this station are higher than morning and afternoon drive combined, by far, by a long shot. See, I know that if I'm working in this radio station and not doing very much, and, uh, you know, and I'm just picking up a paycheck a couple of times a month, I know that I'm going to go out of my way to try to piss off the guy that's, you know, got the highest ratings on the station. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Right. The guy that's bringing in millions and millions of dollars, a guy who doesn't have a half a dozen people sitting around to uh, you know, support people on a radio show. The guy who basically sits in there with a microphone and a telephone 
and does a radio show for four hours every day and who's got a seven share. I'm going to go out of my way to see if I can't maybe get him so pissed off, he'll take a walk. He'll just walk out. Well, guess what, Sam? Guess what, Luann? Guess what, Phyllis? And guess what? Roy! I'm not going anywhere. I got three years and three days left on this deal. And unless somebody announces to me that they want to write me a check to pay me for the balance or any part of that, I'm going to be here every goddamn day, other than vacations and sick days, that I need to be. Period. End of conversation. See, in my younger, more impetuous days, and I know Hank was uh, talking to me about this uh, too last week. He had one day he went ballistic with his 13-minute break a couple of weeks ago and was getting ready to walk out. But, you know, when you get a little bit older and you realize you got these bills and you've got, you know, you, the self-preservation thing comes into account. Self-preservation. All you young people out there, if you want to be impetuous and walk out and tell a boss to stick it up his ass, I guess you can do that, you know, if it's not a big deal of a job. But it's always a better idea to have another job first before you say goodbye to your income and you shoot yourself in the foot because somebody else is uh, an asshole. Why should I penalize myself because we got people doing crazy things in this radio station? Am I going to penalize myself? No. No. Screw it. Screw them. Screw a guy that's making 60 grand a year Roy! for being a face man and doing nothing. Terrifying. How do you think some of the underlings around this building feel hearing st stuff like that? I can tell you how they feel. They feel exactly like crap. That's right. This is an incestuous place. Too many incestuous relationships going on in this building. And as a result, there are too many people here who have jobs for life or so they think. I don't really care about that, okay, because one thing I'm not interested in is office politics. You'll never see me here after 2 in the afternoon. 2.01, I'm out the door. And I've told you this for years. I'm not one of those people that likes to hang around because, you know something, the more you hang around, the more, you know, gossip, people start talking, people start, cause, the people that hang around a lot when they don't have to be here, you know what they are? They're troublemakers. Any radio station I've ever worked at, the 80 years I've been in this business, people that are always hanging around, hanging around, people with no lives, they make trouble. They create problems. Come in, be friendly, do your job, do a good job, and when the time comes on the clock, see ya. That's the best way to do it. That's my philosophy. So I really don't care about any of those people. But I'm going to tell you right now, stay the F out of my way. That's my suggestion. That's my frickin' suggestion. If you want to screw with somebody, screw with somebody else. Because you're not going to screw with this kid. Okay, Phyllis? Okay, Roy? Okay, Luann? Okay, Sam? I don't want to play in your sandbox. I have no interest in getting my little pail and shovel. I haven't done that since I was a little kid in kindergarten, which is a 100 years ago, okay? I'm an old fart. I'm too old to play in a sandbox with a pail and a shovel. And if this is your idea of, of something amusing, if you're having a lot of laughs over this, that's my comment to you. How about really doing your job that you're getting paid to do, huh? What a concept. How about the sales manager taking care of this crap copy that we get for clients who are paying good money that will expect to get results on this radio station? How, come, how about communicating with the goddamn talent who are expected to go on here and do that job? How about giving us some goddamn information and ammunition to work with? Instead of going out there and rubbing up and down on Jeff Cross's thighs at the goddamn golf tournament so you can impress everybody.
lock him away. Yes. For I recall the day homicide, a drunk arrived, and he won't confess. I don't care what they say, cause OJ murdered her where we love. It happened so soon On the 12th of June And O.J. ran away From that bloody mess I don't care what they say Cause O.J. murdered her where he loved I have waited quite a while but I see he's still on trial It goes on and never ends As it does, I know that O.J. murdered them Lock him up, please And throw away the keys It's a game All the claims of his innocence I don't care what they say, cause O.J. murdered her wearing gloves. Yes. I don't care what they say, cause O.J. murdered her wearing gloves. Yeah. But he's a celebrity, goddammit. 2702 at 560 WQM. So anyway, in the uh, paper this morning in Josie Lambeet's uh, South Road Insider column in the Sun Sentinel, he writes, Shock Jock on his high horse over OJ appearance. Shock Jock. And it starts out by saying, Shock Jock, Neil Rogers, is mad as, uh, as all. Now, can't they put hell in the goddamn column? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! And he's not going to take it anymore. They put like the little, uh, you know, exclamation and all these little, uh, you know, how come you can't put hell in there, God damn it? So what else is new, asks Josie. This time he really, really means it, and he's talking about suing his employer, WQM Sports Radio 560. Was I talking about suing my employer? No. No, not yet. What sparked the row, O.J. Simpson's surprise appearance at Friday's QAM Celebrity Golf Tourney at Lagomar Country Club in Plantation. Rogers says he was promised O.J. wouldn't be invited to the Wing Ding, a fundraiser for Center One, Rogers' favorite AIDS charity. It's making me look stupid, Rogers told Insider. For three months, I've been promoting the tournament on the air. This after specifically told the station I didn't want anything to do with O.J. Most of the station staff is mortified about it, except for four or five of the idiots who are giving this place O.J. disease. Sam Duque, QAM's promotions director... <laughs> Confirm the station paid for the fallen idols trip to South. Now, I want you to listen to that part very carefully, okay? Listen to these words very, very carefully. Okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. Sam Duque, QAM's promotions director, confirmed the station paid for the fallen idols trip to South Florida from Los Angeles. Duque said the station has a direct pipeline to Simpson through staffer Roy Foster, a former thicknecker. Former Thicknecker. I guess he hasn't seen Roy lately. He's still a Thicknecker, believe me. OJ is a celebrity, said Duque, pointing out that troubled former giant Lawrence Taylor also played in the tourney. What about the promise? We only knew about OJ at the last minute, Duque said, dismissing Roger's fit as just part of a radio show. Right. We invited him three months ago, but he only accepted last week, said Sam the Sham. Underline the Sham part. 
Rogers' lawyer, Norma Kent, said the incident is a breach of contract. QAM has routinely failed to live up to the spirit of their three-year contract with Neil. That's a five-year contract with three to go, by the way, Josie, Kent said. A big powwow is scheduled at the station today to iron things out. A big powwow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we had a meeting set up at 2 o'clock today before the OJ thing to talk about other things, like radio, you know. I know that comes as a great shock to some of the people in this building who wouldn't know radio if somebody shoved one in there. Rectum. But nevertheless, that's uh, what it's supposed to be all about. Now, this is a radio station, by the way, let me say it again, that underpays many of the underlings here who are supposed to get by by sucking up for free tickets and whatever you know, free food they can suck up from this show. Also, this is a radio station where they won't spend one dime to promote anybody on the station. Not, not even the sports franchises. Ever see a billboard for the goddamn Dolphins from this station? Ever see one of those? No. For the Marlins? No. Panthers? No. No. The Beasleys are tighter with their money than a goddamn witch's. That's how tight they are. This is a radio station where if we need anything in here, can we get an 800 line on the phone? No. A piece of equipment? No. Nothing. Zero. zippity doo like I said, not even a guy with a sandwich board saying, hey, tune on. You know something? The only promotion we got is our buddy Chuck over at the sub-center. He's got that little sign on his side. Thank you, Chuck. God bless you at the sub-center on the corner of 441 and Ives Dairy Road. For a good time, for uh, QAM, uh, Neil Rogers, whatever it says on the side, they're tended to every day. Thank you, Chuck. You're our only promotions guy. And instead of us paying him, he brings us free lunch all the time. This is a station so cheap that we had that poor guy in Philadelphia, the guy that uh, worked on three of our Marlin broadcast, that Henry, whatever his name was, in Bryn Mawr, New Jersey, ready to commit suicide. Oh, and by the way, if if, uh, if Demetrius Underhill, under whatever the hell his name is, would have taken O.J. with him, he'd have done the job right. Underwood, whatever the hell his goddamn name is. Don't make any difference now, does it? Well, once his neck heals up, he'll be all right. We only care about him. He could be something special. Is he starting this weekend? He's starting this weekend, yeah. Cecil said he'd be all right. Yeah, Cecil says, I'll come up with his trash, you know, about uh, suicide, and I'll talk his trash. You know, he didn't do nothing. But anyway, getting back to Jose Lambeat in this column here this morning, let me say it again. Sam Duque says the station paid. Now, does this make any sense to anybody? No. That it was a last-minute deal? First of all, it doesn't make any difference whether it was a first-minute deal, a last-minute deal, a second-minute deal. The fact is that it was agreed upon by the people who were putting this thing together that he would not be participating. Whether they like it, don't like it, they can stick it up their ass. It makes no difference to me. That was the agreement. That was the arrangement. It was guaranteed, written in, in goddamn stone. So this is a lame-ass comment from a lame-ass, sad-ass individual who says he's a celebrity and then takes him about and, and, and puts him on television. Gets up on his shoulder like a goddamn parrot and gets her on television. Hey, look at this. Look at who we got. <laughs> we got O.J. Yeah, we got O.J. all right at a place where nobody wanted him and where people are looking at us and saying, Oh, my God. Yeah, what kind of maniacs are you, huh? And the best part of the deal is, as Mandich and Hank can both tell you, that what was the table out there at Lago Mar that had the most people all gathered around it and most people sucking around? It was the OJ table. Because, like we've told you before, it's not just a sports thing. Sports, of course, is notorious for it. Speaking of Demetrius Underwood and all these other scumbags. Sports is notorious for it, the sports nerds. 
they don't care if you just killed your sister. If you're a goddamn famous jock, oh, can I have your autograph, please? Any person who would ask for O.J. Simpson's autograph, as far as I'm concerned, is a waste of space on this planet, is, is sucking up oxygen that could be better used for anything, for amoebas. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. All right, let's have the jurors, please. I'm at the O.J. trial. I've been sequestered for so long. I'm at the O.J. trial. And it keeps going on and on. <laughs> but now I'll tell you the truth. I think there's plenty of proof that shows he murdered his ex-wife. Yes. I've listened every day to testimony and other things. I used to watch him playing football games. But now that doesn't mean a thing. Now I'd love to go home. I've been sequestered so long. I feel like I'm the one in jail. He put gloves on. They didn't sit in quite right. He put them on. They look like they were too tight. Tight, yeah. I'm at the OJ trial. I've been sequestered for so long. I'm at the O.J. trial. It just keeps going on and on. But now I'll tell you the truth. I think there's plenty of proof that shows he murdered his ex-wife. Yes. I think he murdered his ex-wife. All right. He murdered his ex-wife. But he's a celebrity, goddammit. 11.45 at 5.60, WQM. We got Hank from uh, Cool City at 2. We got Talking Baseball with Donnie B. at. Uh, we got anything in between here? Like, no, we got no Jimmy. We could be special. That's not today. That's just some other day. And we got the Marlins at the Expo. Is God, everybody gather around the radio for that tonight, baby. No. Marlins in the Expo. It ought to be really a thriller. You see, they had about, what, four or 500 people up there in Montreal last night. I saw about two pitches. It was dynamite. You know, OJ is a celebrity, and you know who else was? So was Jack the Ripper. So was Meyer Lansky. So was Bugsy Siegel. So was Don Corleone. So was Jesse James. We inviting any of them to our next QAM golf tournament? No. No. See, you've got words confused here, Sam. You've got the word celebrity mixed up with scumbag. Murdering, disgusting, nauseating, reviled scumbag. Almost universally. See, you know, I've said this before, and the more I think about it, it's like it's a one in a billion chance. What are the odds of wind up working in a place where you've got a whole, not just one person, you can understand that, but like there's this whole little fraternity of people who all suffer from O.J. Simpson disease. The odds, I would, would assume, are staggeringly slim, minimal, minuscule of that ever happening. So like I started to say before, Come to find out that the table out there at the golf tournament where O.J. was hanging out with all his buddies, this is the one that they were all crowding around to. I heard the guy call yesterday, call Hank, and, and tell him that the guy had him sign a golf glove. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit, and he misspelled like I think he misspelled it. And all the other words as well. A real rocket scientist. Yeah. 
This is, these are the kind of people that crazy people admire. People who beat their wives, people who murdered their ex-wife and some guy that he didn't even know who just happened to be there. People who are widely uh, circulated, uh, the stories about all the cocaine that he does. But nevertheless, these are the kind of people we're supposed to admire. So should it come as any shock that when Jimmy Johnson signs another uh, so-called troubled guy who's another ex-con, whether it's Lawrence Phillips or whether it's uh, Demetrius Underwood or whoever the hell it is, that should come as no shock. Because sports people have no principles anyway. It all goes back to we, to us. We got a wean, baby. We got a wean. Because it's a bunch of illiterate horse crap is what it is. As much as I used to love sports, most of it today, and if you listen to the sports callers, by the way, it'll verify exactly what I'm telling you. It's a bunch of illiterate horse crap. I'm watching college football every weekend, and I'm seeing, oh, here's a, here's a, so here's Demetrius uh, Schmendrick. He's a true uh, freshman. Can you hear them talking about that in law class, in law school, medical school, journalism school? Here's Joe Smith. He's a true freshman. What the hell is a goddamn true freshman? As opposed to what? As opposed to a fifth-year senior? Oh, he's been red-shirted, blue-shirted, green-shirted. He's a dumb frickin' jock who's taken a spot in the school where somebody with a brain ought to be learning something, who might be productive someday. A true goddamn freshman. You know what that reminds me of? It's like when in the stock market, when the, when the stocks are plunging like they have been lately, and they talk about people investing in bonds, and they say, oh, it's a flight to quality. The implication being that if you're buying stocks, it's a bunch of crap. If you want quality, you'll buy bonds. Flight to quality. What a stupid goddamn term. Idiotic. It's like saying all these great stocks, General Motors, General Electric, uh, all these other things that you've got all your life tied up in, it's really a bunch of crap. And the people are a little nervous now, so it's a flight to quality. They're buying freaking bonds. Yeah. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Why people admire scumbags. I was talking to my friend, the porter out there, Miami International Friday night. He was telling me OJ was there just a couple weeks ago. And the same thing, people falling all over him. People fawning all over him. People coming up for his autograph. Oh, Mr. Simpson, how you doing? Of course, he can't get away too fast on those arthritic knees now anymore. Let's hear it. Oh! That, that's the good news. Now he really does have the arthritic knees. Bad. Sometimes God's a little bit slow in getting around to doing it, but, you know, eventually, sooner or later, he'll get there. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. You know, you, you sound real big and tough. Yeah, okay. Here's Boca. Hello? Hello, Neil. How are yes, you? Okay. Hey, it's, uh, I just want to say before I start, it's an honor to talk to you. I enjoy yes, your show. Um, the term true freshman, I think that was started at the University of Tennessee, actually. Yeah. You got the true freshman who actually go to class, and you got the false, false freshman who also have the tutors. Uh-huh. So it may have stemmed from there. Uh, also, concerning the, uh, the criminals, our fascination with the uh, criminals scumbags. and the thugs. Uh-huh. Yeah, the scumbags. I remember, uh, what was it, a week or two ago, you brought up the point where, uh, all we saw was Hurricane Floyd. We couldn't get anything, uh, on the Fort Worth shooting. It was like it was publicly accepted. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't I know. It was only seven or eight anyway, you know. It's not much uh, anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you had the Atlanta shooting, you had the shooting at Columbine. Sure, you know, you had the 24-hour coverage then. But now, slowly but surely, even though it was in a church, 
Yeah. It's like it's publicly accessible. It's part of our society now, and that's just... Well, the, you know, since we kicked God out of church, we just can't protect people. And by the way, Governor Bush, we're real proud of you for signing that billet law and, uh, that makes it legal. To, uh, have, he didn't want to outlaw having guns in church in Texas. How do you like that? They, if they want to outlaw it, they have to put up... This is the truth. They have to put up a sign in Texas in churches to, to say that uh, no guns allowed. Otherwise, it's okay. Is that a fact? Yes. That is... Oh, gosh. That is crazy. Uh, one last thing. Any word on whether we can get uh, Timothy McVeigh or Terry Nichols to the golf tournament next year? They'll be out. They'll be there. Okay, great. Have you a great day. Stand, by the way. Well, one on each side. Have a great day, Neil. See ya. In fact, that's a great idea. When they stick them in a goddamn uh, electric chair, they don't do that over there. But nevertheless, if they did, maybe we could have, like, Sam in the middle, right in between. We could have a three-seater. Two scumbags on each side, and Sam's in the middle. I'll, I'll be glad to go and pull the switch, by the way. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Too many thick necks running around. That's the problem. Too many really really stupid idiotic. I mean dumber than sawdust thick necks running around. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Nice talking to you. Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey Neil. How you doing? Um, I was uh, gonna ask you. Don't you think they should block out the Marlins games also? If they're not uh, sold out, because, I mean, like, wouldn't that be an exceptional game if it was sold out? Yeah. And well, well, because they, they canceled my third rock yesterday. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, buddy. How you doing? See what I mean about the callers? Yes, sir. You you hooked me up big time, man. I've been listening to uh, you talk about Knicks. I've been a uh, Arturo Fuente smoker for quite a while. Right. The, uh, the uh, 858s and the Hemingways. And mm-hmm. uh, finally... Stretched myself all the way down to Flagler to go to Nick's, and uh, I only picked up two, which is stupid because I thought I'd sample it out. Now I'm stuck here on the Palmetto because I got to go back because they were awesome, yeah. unbelievably good. That um, the rectangular Roma had almost squared, yeah, unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the other one that he's got that kind of tapered small shorty on the other side, Perdomo Reserve, sweet. Super sweet. So yeah. I just wanted to thank you. Great. And uh, for turning me on to that place because uh, I'm stuck there now. Okay. You know what I mean? Thanks, Neil. Thanks a lot, pal. Bye. Okay, that's the next spot coming up, so there's a good segue. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Anybody see the piece on the night line, on the, what was it, Dateline last night about the Atkins? Probably not. Here's a Coral Gables. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. Uh, Neil, I'm just calling because uh, I want to congratulate you with your show. I come from Europe, and uh, because of my business, I spend a lot of time in the car. And I want to tell you, you know, thank you very much for making my day uh, a lot different. And uh, congratulations on your show. You you really do a great job. Okay, God bless you, sir. All right. Thank you, and I'll Bye. pray for you. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Davey. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, sir. I wanted to say something, uh, a comment about Sam, the O.J. Buck kissing man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew him very well in his old uh, 96 uh, days. Yeah. And let me tell you, that guy, if you give him a little bit of power in front of a star, he thinks he is the king. Mm-hmm. You give that guy a, a He's little bit of He's an asshole. Look, all he is is a glorified party planner. That's all he is. Yeah. He, he'll never be anything else. Okay, so, I mean, what he did was 100% wrong because it was his family that got hacked up and murdered. Let me tell you right now, the whole story will be different. Yeah, right. 
It hasn't happened to him. Let me see He's right a now. celebrity. How do you like that? When I was younger, here's a guy who's making decisions, who's talking to people at the newspapers. He's running a joint. He's a goddamn little promotions punk, and the only reason here is because he's kind of like an, an honorary stepchild to the Reed family. Is the only reason he's even got a job here, and he's uh, talking to the newspapers. He's Mr. Hotshot because, like I told you, he's part of that club. Exactly. It's unbelievable. I had a friend of mine whose little brother was murdered about five years ago. And let me tell you right now, the grief that his family has been through because of that. Yeah. I mean, when you hear about this OJ thing, I know that you have nothing to do with 100%, but let me tell you right now, that station is a disgrace. Why don't they just fire that guy? Why don't they just get rid of him? Sir, I want to tell you, if this were a real business, which it's not, but if it were, at least one and probably two heads would have already rolled over this thing. Man, he made a major mistake is what he did. And, and, and everybody looks down on that station now. Which, you know, you switch stations to a sports station and it's gotten a lot better, but I mean, you know, he just disgraced the station by allowing that, that maniac to be there. And let me tell you right now, I hope that I'm around, that I'm still alive when I see in the news that somebody took OJ out. I can't wait for that to happen. Okay, excellent. can't wait. Thanks, Neil. Thanks. You'll hear it first here. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Must be a coincidence, I guess. A lot of sour people, too, in all those neighborhoods. Every time OJ keeps looking at the house and they keep saying, No. Well, don't buy over here. We won't start in no house. Get the hell out of here. See, I think some of the people in this building have got it upside down. They've got it backwards. It's not Neil that's like, you know, in the minority on this. It's like I'm with the overwhelming majority. There may be some things I'm in the minority, but in this particular case, the overwhelming majority of rational people, people with a brain larger than a BB, they don't want to be anywhere near this murdering low-life piece of turd, okay? No matter how many yards he ran for, no matter how many goddamn trophies he had in a goddamn trophy case that they had a pawn to get the money for, nobody gives a crap. Because a scumbag is still a scumbag. They're coming here in December. I heard they got a new member. Yes. And my only prayer is that Rams were alive. You never got a chance to see them. Losing all his vision and most of his hearing. But Grandma had the pins in the room where he cranked them to. Grandma just took a head to the kid. Grandpa loved the Rolling Stone. And when he heard painted black, he smoked bones. And when he died, they buried him next to Brian Jones. Grandma, is it true what they say, Keith? Stumbled in the mix today in the suburbs. Grandma, while I start going around town saying the child who wants to be great grandchildren, I remind her to retire. Nobody. Heard some talk about Jagger getting some intensive care. 
roaming around the nursing home with Alzheimer's swag. Boulders and dirt. Still we'll tell the name of the tune. Grandpa loved the Rolling Stone. And when he placed out his back, shun him moaned. And when he died, they carved a big tongue on his headstone. Grandpa loved the Rolling Stone. When he picked up in that flash part of stone, or they went by, he almost passed the kidney stone. 103 at 560. I can just see some of these people taking their little kids up. You know, oh, here's OJ. Let's get his autograph, Tommy. You know, I mean, OJ did kill two people in cold blood, and he does do drugs, and he's a bad guy, and everybody hates him like poison. But once upon a time, he was a hell of a football player, Tommy. Maybe OJ will autograph your goddamn football if you speak real nice to him and call him Mr. Simpson. Excellent job, folks. You're really doing a great job. Let me say it again. Those of you assholes who were there on Friday and anybody else who would ask OJ Simpson for an autograph or even dignify him with your presence, scumbags. That's a compliment, by the way, scumbags. Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Well, what makes you sick about OJ is you heard about that BS for over a year on TV and all that other stuff, right? Yeah, we, every time we think he goes away, they keep dragging him back. Yeah, and, and then he goes away for a couple of years, and it could, he could go anywhere he in the world, right? Where does he well, end up? He, you know, right here in no, our he, lab. He can't go anywhere in the world because nobody wants him. Well, in right. Fact, the only one that seems to keep dragging him around and shoving him in our face is... Roy! That's uh, what, you know, they're attached at the hip, those two. Yeah, and he's got to land up in our lap, right? Yeah. Well, maybe he was uh, looking for the murderer on the golf course. Okay, thanks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami Lakes. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. How you doing? I got a comment about OJ. Yeah. He should be banned from Florida and never allowed to step in here again. <laughs> what do you think of that? Here's Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you fired up today, huh? Yes, I am. Uh, I got a story about you for uh, Sam. Sam the limo man. Neil? I'm listening, sir. Okay, yeah. Uh, my, uh, I called you before. I've called you a couple times. The last time I called you about Sam, I told you uh, how he, he wants to go to that club uh, Cameos on South Beach. Yeah. Well, one time, uh, well, he used to do have all the young girls taking their clothes off and all that stuff on stage. Uh-huh. But uh, there's like a room upstairs, like I guess the DJ booth or something up yeah, there. Yeah, the room, yeah. Yeah, well, my friend, he won a Kinda contest. Kind of the QAM box at the Macarena. <laughs> he, my friend won a contest there. Yeah. And he went up there to get, you know, get the check or whatever it was that they were going to give him the money. And uh, Sam was up there, I guess, with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. My friend goes up there. He's a pretty big guy, you know. He's good looking, I guess. And uh, Okay, great. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Like, I'm going to put that on the air, right? Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in North Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How are you, sir? Okay. Listen, I just wanted to comment uh, before you were talking about the um, the job thing and how, you know, how, you know, you can't really leave your job then when, you know, really, when it's really getting to you, even though even if you have something lined up then. You know, God knows I hate my job, and I like to quit and tell all them schmucks to go to hell, but, you know, for right now, I got to do what I got to do, pay the bills, and um, yeah. 
I can't really complain, being that they let me listen to your station all day. So well, there you uh, go. Uh, other than that, that's the only of, good thing you got about your job. That's the only thing I can say about those those assholes. But anyway, to all the other guys, just hang in there. And if you hate your job, um, you're not the only one. And uh, just you know, listen to Neil, and you'll be and just, okay. Just pee in your boss's coffee every morning. <laughs> okay, boss. Right. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Quite a response here to this OJ business, not. And he wonder why I went through that whole big song of dance yesterday about these phone calls and about the response. I mean, I could go on for seven hours and get the same response here. It's been that way for a hundred years. It'll never change. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hi. I wanted to uh, be the first to sign up for the. Uh, John Wayne Gacy Invitational that QAM is yeah, it's next week, uh, next gonna Friday. sponsor. Uh-huh. And um I heard the Ramseys are gonna be there. Right, and John Ramsey will be here. Gonna be there. In fact we're gonna be we're gonna be using John Bonet's head as a ball. We're gonna be whacking it around at the uh, tennis tournament at the round. I have a question. Uh the, uh do you think the same Colombian uh um hit team uh killed John Bonet that killed uh killed Nicole uh, Brown, yeah. Nicole, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think John Bonet had a bad drug problem. I think that was the problem, you know, that was the deal. She made a bad deal. Yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I mean these are things that most ordinary folk, like the guy said before, are really tired of. I mean we've been OJ'd to death. But when you work in this building it's something that never goes away. It's on in the walls, it's in the ceiling, it's in the air conditioning, it's in the vents, it's in the air everywhere here. And by the way, we're just uh, talking during the last break about how the, um, so many people are walking around here with their head down, you know, like uh, embarrassed and humiliated about all of this. Like, how could this have happened here? Like, we needed this, like we needed a goddamn <laughs> in the head. How many times have I told you they don't like prosperity here just when things are going the best? They start screwing up stuff like this. And this, again, is because you got a bunch of little children in the sandbox playing those games. Playing those games. Oh, we're going to show him. <laughs> we'll bring him in anyway. We'll bring him in. <laughs> we're going to show him. We'll really piss him off. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, we were at the uh, golf tournament on Friday. Yeah. We were kind of surprised to see... Uh, OJ, we actually, you know, thought like LP would be there and, you know, like Teddy Hendricks, the old Miami player. But it seemed as though other people were shocked too. You know, I mean, people were kind of looking around and like doing double take. Yeah. Saying, you know, was it him? But we brought a couple of football helmets and balls and, uh, you know, I had him sign one. Why? Well, what's wrong with that? Why? Why Why do you want his autograph? Oh, it's not that I want it, but, you know, we got LP, Hendricks. We, we take the OJ football. Did, did they murder anybody? Did who, LT? Yeah. I mean, he's a scumbag, too, but did he murder anybody? Neil, if your autograph was worth anything, I'd, I'd oh, get so it, too. in other too. words, it's a monetary thing. You have no values. The only thing you care about is how much is it worth. Is that what you're saying, sir? I collect memorabilia. Scumbag. 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 Collect this, okay? Get a goddamn plate and have it for lunch. Scumbag. People like you, sir, make me nauseous. Make me want to vomit. How much is it worth? I'll tell you what it's worth. That's what it's worth. A Zetson Dreher. That's what it's worth, pal. You idiot. Took along a football helmet. Now let me ask you this. How could they have taken along one of his, you know, a helmet that had anything to do with him? Like a Bills or 49er? Well, what would be the point? Unless they knew he was going to be there. Which nobody knew he was going to be there, except on the inside here. 
which is another thing that made it totally pointless, is it, it didn't it didn't help in any possible way that, to bring anybody out there because number one, the thing was already sold out, and number two, nobody knew he was going to be there anyway. So what possible benefit could there be uh, for this in in a million years? None. Absolutely, positively none. Just a source of tremendous embarrassment and Sam running around in the media getting this picture taken on Channel 10. Oh, it's me. It's me. It's me. Look, I'm a star. It's me. He's an asshole. Oh. Floridians, dumb as dirt. No. Don't tell me you stuck to wonder rock. Please tell me there's no chance. Your boobs are big and flat. Tell me they're natural and not just silicone. Babe, I'm looking at your sweater and there's something just inside. Yeah, baby. Kind of moving around, bouncing up and down. Just promising, baby, that they didn't come from now. No, they didn't. I'm paying for jury. Did you get some surgery? I'll do a big cartwheel to find out that they're Cause I don't want no plastic up I don't mean to be a star, But did you get a boot stop? I don't mean to be rude I want to see your food Things I want to be Oh, this, I'm going to tell you something This is, I'm, I'm, I, I can't do it I cannot continue I just somebody just faxed me, and I wish I knew where the hell this was from. This must be the Palm Beach Post. It doesn't look like anything from our papers here. I pray. An article by Tom. That's T H O M. Tom Smith. This this is the worst piece of crap I have ever read in the history of my life. O J Simpson creates a little stir at macaronis. During Saturday Night Live's 25th anniversary show Sunday, Norm MacDonald noticed that one of the few celebrities not in the audience was O.J. Simpson. That's because he was in South Florida. And though he wasn't looking for the killer of his ex-wife, Nicole and Ron Goldman, he was playing golf in a charity tournament in Miami. He also did some house hunting, sleuthing through some high-end listings in Coconut Grove. Between the golf and the house hunting, Juice and an unidentified couple stopped for lunch Saturday at the Macaroni Grill in West Kendall. The conversation ranged from baseball analysis to his 2,000-yard season to his plans to move east. He told the couple he won't move before next summer because he wants his daughter to finish middle school in California. The next two paragraphs, if, if I'm able to read the words, it'll be a miracle. If I'm able to spit these words out, halfway through his meal... O.J. was noticed by a group of 30 women and girls attending a baby shower. Tentatively at first, they began to walk over and ask for autographs, and then despite his painfully arthritic knees, he graciously posed for pictures. How old are you, he asked one woman, seizing the moment to turn on some charm. 30, while you still look like a teenager. 
Tom Smith in whatever paper, I'm pretty sure it's the Palm Beach Post. You're, you're an ass sucker, man. Even Larry King would be embarrassed. You're an ass sucker. A group of 30 women? After he did this wonderful charitable thing for us, helping raise money for a charity to, where he wasn't wanted, by the way, where he was reviled and invited not to be. And he's down there graciously posing for pictures and signing autographs. Maybe they collect memorabilia, too. Makes you just want to vomit. Makes you, makes you just give up all hope. How many, are there any decent people out there? Anybody with any values? No. In America? I hear Charlie Manson's going to be out for a weekend, this coming weekend. Maybe we can get him on uh, whatever we got going on QAM this weekend. We can get him hooked up on it. I'm sure we'll find a whole bunch of sponsors who want to get involved with that. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miramar. Hello. Hi, Neil. Uh, you probably went, a, went on about this this morning. I, I didn't hear. I just turned you on. But uh, what was the status about um, Bill Hendry? What is the status of it? Yeah. Well, what does that mean? I mean... No, I didn't talk about it this morning. I'm doing the Neil Rogers show. Phil Henry's going to be on another station, pal. I've already given him enough uh, publicity. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Five six seven oh five. See, this is what I'm talking about. The callers. You callers are as useless as teats on a bullfrog, man. You're as useless as Sam in our promotion department. I go through goddamn two hours here. Yesterday I spent one of the most gut-wrenching days in the history of my life. Here's a goddamn column I just read that ought to make you want to spit flood. Just want to puke your guts out. And this guy wants to know if I can give Phil a little bit more goddamn promotion. Maybe tomorrow, pal. Not today. Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Hi, Neil. You having a nice circus? Yes. Okay, good. A couple things. Um, do you watch the show The Practice? No. Uh, they had a little OJ reference the other night. I'll just make it quick. Um, a guy who had been accused of decapitating a woman and then was acquitted was kicked out of his condo by the condo association. So he sued him. And they went into court and they said, look, he was acquitted. And the uh, prosecutor stood up and said, what's it mean that he was acquitted? That doesn't make him not guilty. Look at O.J. Yeah. Um, um, There you go. Yeah. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is um, Hank actually started me thinking about this yesterday when someone called in to say he got O.J. to sign. Yeah, I heard that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then this guy with the memorabilia. And And then these women at the macaroni grill in Kendall. And at first I'm thinking, uh, you know, when Hank said yesterday, what's that glove worth? I thought, you know, nothing. Right. Who would pay for that? But, you know, there's this segment of the population, for example, that sends proposals for right. marriage to right? right? To right? murderers, to people on death row. That's right. Every exactly. Time, like David Berkowitz. Every time some crazy person gets uh, put in a slammer for uh, killing about 20 or 30 people, right away they start getting marriage proposals from desperate uh, cra- other crazy people. Exactly. In some weird sort of way, it's like this has revived Simpsons. I don't even know why we call him OJ. I don't. Why this has revived Simpsons' public persona. You know, he was nothing. He was a retired football player with a two-bit movie career, and and now he's in the public eye. I I don't agree with you at all. The fact is that almost everywhere he goes, I mean, this this story, I don't even know if the guy made this story up, this bullcrap here, because he's obviously an O.J. sucker, would call him the juice and all this, graciously did this in spite of his arthritic needs. This is just an ass-sucking column is all it is. But Mm -hmm. the fact is that no matter where he goes, he is generally reviled by almost everybody, and nobody wants him living uh, anywhere near them. 
and you know that that's was the, the goddamn that, truth. And that's actually the last point I wanted to make. And like Hank that, said yesterday, he comes down here because in Southern California he's poisoned. Nobody wants him anywhere near them. Mm-hmm. Right. And as I said, that's the last point I wanted to make. Despite the fact that there is this sick segment of the population that seems fascinated by him, in my opinion, even more so now than prior to the murders. I think, uh, you know, is there hope for, well, there, like you say, the, the majority of decent society, all of decent society, and I think the majority of society in general ostracizes this guy and sees him for what he is, which is nothing but a murderer. I hope so. Have a good Simchus Torah. And back to you. Like Bye. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Happy suckers. Oh. I forgot about that. Let's go out in the sucker shack. Here's Miramar. Hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Hi. Um, for WQAM to have invited to this golf tournament a known murderer, to me, is reprehensible. It is indecent. Especially when they, when they agreed that they weren't going to do it in the first place. That, that's the worst part of it. And, they, and in that it shows a total lack of class and commitment to those decent individuals in the community. And, I, and it also shows a lack of respect for those of us who work here who promoted this thing on a year and got behind it, and then they lied to us telling us that he wasn't going to be there. That that, was that's my, one of the worst insults to slap in my face and everybody else on this radio station. That was my next point. I, I feel for all of you because I am appalled, and, and I never call in shows. I listen all the time, but I am appalled that this has happened and I am going to write to the local newspapers in this area and I think and I really feel strongly about this that the Reed family should be associated and should be tied in with this whole thing and maybe we can put the Simpson name next to the Reed name because I mean this is just the most pathetic and this most disgraceful show of, uh, of maybe it can be Beasley Simpson Reed. That's got kind of a that, ring that, to it. That's you know? exactly Beasley right. Simpson I Reed. mean, it is really degrading for the idiots, the assholes, the morons, the lowlights who go up to O.J. Simpson and dignify his presence. To me, shows just basically the, the, these people need to be put in a rubber room somewhere. I mean, this, this isn't just a question of uh, you know difference of opinion. These are people who have no principle. They're, they're scumbags, just like he is. Neil, anyway, it's 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 disgraceful. I I'm totally just uh, I mean just I'm baffled by this. And my only comment to you is rise above it and tell QAM to go screw themselves. Okay, Take have care. a great day and file that suit. Yeah, I demanded an apology the other day from uh, some of the people around here, and they said I will not give it to you. Yeah. The whole audience wants an apology. I will not give it to you. The goddamn sponsors with it. The goddamn people at Lago Mar want an apology. I will not give it to you. Right. You got about as much chance of getting an apology out of this outfit as you do a Larry paying back those people from 30, 40 years ago. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. So glad that he had a nice lunch down there in West Kendall. Too bad it had to be at a place that we like it. One of our fine sponsors, by the way. With an unidentified couple. I right. wonder who that was. Oh, exactly. I wonder who they uh, might have been. Huh? Isn't that what I said to you before? Wait till you hear this. The unidentified couple. I know who he must have been. Roy. I wonder who she might have been. That would sure uh, be interesting to find out, wouldn't it? Uh-huh. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Neil, why is everybody so bitter about asking for this guy's autograph? Meaning what? Yeah, seeing the guy asking for his autograph. 
Well, what does that mean? Why is everybody so bitter? What, yeah, what does that mean? What are you saying? What language are you speaking in? Well, if you see him on a golf course, hey, OJ, could you sign this for me? What What is so wrong about that? What is wrong with that is why would you want the autograph of somebody who's a scumbag? Why do you want that, sir? What are you going to do with it? You're going to you're gonna go shine your ass with it? What are you going to do with it? Well, Neil, I don't know. Yeah, well, when you figure it out, call me back and tell me what you're going to do with it. You're going to sit there and play with it? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to fantasize with it? You're going to look at the name and squirt, squirt, squirt a little on it? Is that what you're going to do, pal? You silly person, you. He can't figure it out. Well, we'll draw your goddamn diagram, jackass. Station stands for nothing. Like this is we sing Like this is but we Must tell you We swear we're not gay If you want These outfits to class They would take your And they look like women. Twelve thirty-two at five sixty WQM. And this uh, article here, Tom. And by the way, the good news is it is in the Palm Beach Post. Thank God it's not in Dayton Broward. We got enough assholes down here already. This Tom Smith. That's T H O M. O J creates a little stir. Stir this, Tom. Okay, right in the middle of your goddamn lasagna. Stick a little in there. My dogs left a little deposit this morning. I'll bring it for your dinner tomorrow night. You jackass. You imbecile. You suckhole. You professional imbecile suckhole at the Palm Beach Post. You should only rot. See, let me put, let me point something out to you. Okay, if you had a fetish with like Charles Manson, you're entitled. But don't bring it to work. Don't try to inflict it on everybody else, on people with a brain, on people with common sense, on even just a minuscule amount of decency. Just a minuscule. I'm not one of those people that sets myself, uh, you know, way the hell above everybody else. I'm as much of a pervert as anybody on a goddamn. But, but this idea that somehow, uh, we're gonna suck up to an asshole because he once played a sport, even though we know exactly what, and the fact that women, women in a restaurant went in for an autograph, and if I had one woman caller here today, no, about this situation, which you ought to be the first ones offended and nauseated by the fact that he's inflicting himself on us again here. 
Not one. Here's Miami. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, boy, there's one day I wish it could be a fly, so it could be in the walnut meeting room at 2 o'clock today. Yeah. Um, uh, what I don't understand is if I agree with the gentleman two callers ago, if, if he is so ostracized by most people, what I don't understand is it seems like everywhere he goes, people are like uh, falling over tables, knocking chairs over. Because him, you got like, like the 30 women. You've got to understand. Oh, I want to get OJ's on 30 women I don't understand. That, that I don't get. And again, I don't believe it. I mean, this guy is obviously a sycophant. And he probably, maybe, maybe there was three women out of 30 that went over and did that. But if the golf tournament on Friday, you're right. All all the suck holes, including most of our sales department down on the second floor, they were all there sucking his ass. What I don't understand, Neil, is 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 if if will there be or has there been fallout from the sponsors on the station? I got to think that some of the sponsors are just not not only connected with the golf tournament, but some of your clients in general are just mortified over the whole thing. I mean, this is I mean, touching the OJ thing is like is almost like playing with uh, nitroglycerin for for a lot of sponsors. Okay, thanks for calling, pal. Okay. Of course, you see, you're confusing uh, people like Sam and, and uh, Luann, who's only our sales manager, by the way. You think a sales manager, she'd have enough common sense and care enough about this radio station to understand the repercussions and the fallout. Does she understand that? No. Here's a mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello. Yeah, hey, Neil. Good afternoon. How are you? Okay, sir. I would like to comment also on the... Uh, the OJ issue. I, I think that maybe we're forgetting the fact that, or some people may be uh, excited to see him, not because he was a famous football star or movie star or what have you, but because he's a guy that committed these uh, these murders and he's still out on the streets. Isn't that great? Well, I think that that's why people are, you know, hey, look, it's OJ. So let's go get his autograph? Well, I don't know necessarily why anybody would want his autograph. I mean, how about the assholes in L.A. when he was doing the uh, the big chase on the freeway and they were all running up uh, on the overpasses and on the side of the road with big signs, you go, O.J., go, O.J. Well, you know, maybe... And, maybe... Keep, and keep in mind, that was at a time when everybody in their right mind uh, believed that he was the one that did the murders because it looked like he was trying to do a getaway there with A.J. And, and, and go, O.J., what kind of scumbags uh, behave that way? Crazy maybe... people. Maybe some people feel, Neil, that uh, if my wife's going to mess around with some other guy, then, then you know, and O.J. told his wife, well, maybe I can do it. I don't know. <laughs> Great. Maybe that's just the way some people think. You know, go O.J. You know, don't. my wife's not going to cheat on me. Okay. Have a great day, pal. I don't either. 5670560, no women, they have no interest in this, they don't care, they think, uh, you know, it's okay. In fact, if they saw O.J., if he was next door, they'd run over for his autograph right now. Oh my God! It just it makes you shake your head and wonder, and you and you wonder why the kids are getting raised the way that they are, and nobody's got any goddamn values, and nobody has any uh, uh, premium on human life in this society. Scumbags! We have we have a sickness here in our midst. Whole goddamn stations being torn apart because we have four or five people in this place who are obsessed with a goddamn murdering son of a bitch. Here's Hallandale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, who's this guy you were talking about who's in the pictures, proud to be in him with O.J. and asked for his autograph? Sam, our promotions man. I think it was in the same place that he was at once where he met O.J. You couldn't believe the amount of ass kissing. You, you know what he said as soon as he met O.J.? Yeah. Listen. Okay, great. Good job, pal. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Just pathetic. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. 
Neil? Yes, sir. Yes, I was calling. I should have uh, called you last Wednesday. I apologize, but I was in Coconut Grove, and I'm walking into Cocoa Walk, and I hear this loud voice. Of course, I recognize the voice. And I look up, and who's standing there but uh, O.J.? So I think to myself, I'm going to meet somebody and have lunch, and who's standing beside him but a blonde, about five foot ten, maybe 26 years old. So I go upstairs and I tell my friend, um, guess what I saw downstairs? He said, so I told him. And I think, I'm thinking, what is he doing here? Then I start thinking, and you know, I play golf, so I said, he's probably here to play golf. And I'm thinking, why? Then I get in the car and I hear the promo for the golf tournament. Now all this comes to light, and then I saw him later on that day, convertible Mustang, white with a with a girl, driving down the street. People fist in the air, go OJ. Really? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. People right? with their fist in the air doing oh, go OJ? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Of his persuasion, you know, I don't want to say anything, but those, because it is the growth. Oh, Schwartz is you talking about? Uh, more or less, yeah. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> well, correct, more. But anyway, I felt good for not calling you because I could have probably told you you would have found out why is he here, and that's why he was here. Oh, no, you, you don't understand. They never would have fessed up to it in the first place. This this has been in the works, in spite of Sam's lie here in the newspaper, this has been in the works for a long time. There's no way he could have just walked in off the street. No, and I, I mean, this, this is This witness about it was a last-minute deal. How could they have gotten him here if it was a last-minute deal? First he, he says, first, he says they flew him down here from L.A., and they paid to bring him here, and then he says it was a last-minute deal. Well, he was here Wednesday at noon, I can tell you that, and I heard on his cell phone, he's talking on his cell phone real loud, that's how I noticed him, about, I need, is he always busy? You what? Now I, now I, I need to talk to a limo driver, is he always that busy? Now I've got two, two together, and I understand he came to the golf tournament in a limo. Yeah. Okay, so. You heard, what, you heard what he told the limo driver, didn't you, when he said, I killed Nicole. Yeah, that was kind of the interesting part. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. The plot keeps getting thicker and thicker, almost as thick as OJ's tongue, almost but not quite. Thanks to Brad and the people at Tony's, hundred ninety third Northwest Second Avenue for a great lunch. Some good pizzas today, which we're not eating the crust. I'm not anyway. Are you? Oh, you are. Well, that's right. You're not on the Atkins. By the way, anybody see the Atkins piece on Dateline last night? No. Pretty good, I thought, except for that registered dietitian bitch who didn't know her ants from my uh, elbow. Rectum. And for the sucky. No juice today, cause he still had to stay. The Terry's gone away on a busman's holiday. No juice today, so find another way to get you through the day. Cause you won't see OJ. Why don't they know how long it's gonna take? Now they all go and take another break. They waste our time with nothing to defend. Just fry the guy and bring it to an end. No juice today, that's too bad for O.J. He can't defend his rage, he's locked up in his cage. We just don't understand. I mean, what's wrong with getting the murderer's autograph? Well, you get... See, I just told Jill, and I'm going I'm to work on this. I'm going to find out the names of all of the people in our sales department down there on that second floor who were there sucking O.J.'s big black ass on Friday and getting his autograph. And, and just read the list. You know, without any commentary. They're entitled. I mean, certainly, I mean, wouldn't they be proud of it, wouldn't you think? Uh -huh. Sure. They wouldn't be embarrassed by it. Makes him more of a man. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Would you want Ted Kennedy's autograph right now today? 
How about um, no. Robert Wagner? How about Robert Wagner? No. Because you know, you know what they did, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't, Jay, I don't, I don't no, do all that. you won't let that. Yeah, okay. Okay, Mr. Professional Black Person, blow it out your ass. And happy circus. Five six seven oh five sixty. I'm I'm so tired of that crap. I mean that's just uh, it's just ridiculous. Just absolutely ridiculous. I don't want anybody's autograph to be honest with you. I'm not an autograph person. I couldn't give a crap less about anybody's autograph. I can't think of one person in the world whose autograph I want. Not one. I have some at home, but I didn't go out and get them. Listeners brought them in. I got Ray Whitney's autograph. There you go. He never killed anybody. Nick. Nick who? From the back doors. Nick Carter's autograph? What do I want Nick Carter's autograph for? Maybe Nick from 98 Degrees. I might take his autograph on my arm. Okay, I was in the car about a half an hour ago listening to you. Yeah. First of all, Nick Carter has more talent in his right toe than you will ever have, and he's not a pineapple head, you stupid fat faggot. Okay, but I still don't want his goddamn autograph. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, listen, uh, you know, it turns out we were all wrong. We were all suspecting that other station down the other end of the dial about this OJ crap. WFAN. Yeah. And it turns out you didn't have to look too far. Just turn around. They're right behind you. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, who's it, uh, that killed Caesar? I had two Brutus, and they're stabbing you in the back. Yeah. Uh, listen, you know who else? I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about the fan. I couldn't give a crap less. I'm not worried about anybody. Like I said in Jika's article the other day, our enemy isn't from the outside. Our biggest problem is here on the inside, and that that's the truest goddamn thing I've ever told you. Yeah, it's Brutus. Um, listen, you know who really hates OJ now? Anita Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think I'm out of material if I even had any. Okay, unlikely. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on it. Well, she was peddling OJ there for a while till they chased her ass out of town. Bitch. Here's uh, Orlando. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, yeah, let's uh, take a break from talking about OJ for a second. You know, we receive you all the way up here in Orlando. Thank God. Yeah. You know, because the only thing they got up here is Rush Limpball and uh, yeah. Arthur Lannell or whatever her name is. Yeah. And when you go in that meeting this afternoon, you remind them down there on that floor that you've got followers up here. Sir, I got followers all over the goddamn place. We have people listening all over the world on the internet, and we have no goddamn 800 number. That's, uh, that's, the, first, that's the first thing on my agenda, sir. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I moved out of Fort Lauderdale two months ago, thank God. Uh, I don't live in Orlando, I live on New Smyrna Beach, and right. one thing's happened since I've moved. The ringing from my ears have gone away from all the shit. Happens every time. time. Mm-hmm. And, uh,. I just want to let you know, keep up the great work, and uh, thank God I can pick you up in here in my truck up this way. And uh, you're the, yeah, that's it. You're the only good thing going up in the Orlando area, whether they believe it or not. Okay, pal. Okay. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Say hi to Mickey. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. That's Mickey Rourke, of course. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love your show. I uh, just wanted to know why. How did it even start that O.J. was even famous? How did it start that he was famous? Because he yes. was a jock. He was a football player. Yeah, but after that, he became way more famous. He became a celebrity, and then he became a murderer, which made him right. more famous than ever. Right. right. No. That's a, does that make sense to you? Does it make sense? Yes. Well, when you got a trial that's on television all over the world that goes on for months and months <laughs> and months, yeah, it does make sense. So it's just a moneymaker, then. There sure was. Look at all these people that got it. It was a cottage industry. Look at all the people that got jobs out of it. 
Everybody, everybody did, definitely. Okay, pal, have a great day. Whatever you're saying. Anybody know what he said? No. No. He meant well. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Delray. Hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. Happy circus to you. And back to you. I think OJ should buy Johnny Versace's old house. Yeah. And I think somebody should buy exactly right. And I think he should also be sitting in the circuit today. Okay. Whatever you say. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how are you? Great. I got a little bit of uh, good material that I'd like to share that you could take into your 2 o'clock meeting as to how unwelcome OJ is. Okay. I'm from uh, Los Angeles originally, and I was, uh, unfortunately, went to a Catholic school and elementary school out there, and uh, some of his children were in that school, and uh, he is no longer welcome at the church to practice his faith, whatever you may think about that. All right. And he's also a really avid golfer, and he used to be a member at the Riviera Country Club where they play the L.A. Open every year. Right. He is no longer welcome there. So why right. pe- So why people would welcome him down here is beyond me. So just share that with uh, whoever you want to share it with, and I'm out. Okay, thanks. Yeah, all over the world they don't want it, but we got unfortunately we got Roy. disease down here, so we have to have it inflicted on us. Especially, see, this is the worst part when you have a specific conversation and you say, "I'm not going to get involved," and my charity don't want to get involved unless you assure me that this particular person, whoever it is, whether it's goddamn Ted Bundy, whether it's uh, uh, Charles Manson, whoever the hell it is, unless you assure me this person isn't involved. Okay, no problem, guaranteed. Okay, fine. Everybody, the morning guys, the worst team, I get on the air promoted. Hank is on air promoting it. Uh, Ed Kaplan, everybody on this radio station, apartheid. Were you all reading the thing? Joe wasn't promoting it. But, well, see, there you lucked out. Well, he's only got a goddamn hour show on Saturday. He don't have time to promote this crap. Plus, he's psychic. He was talking to Shvo Griffin about it. She said, don't do it, honey. Don't do it. OJ going to be there. That's what she said. And then we got on here, and then they turn it, they turn us into liars, okay? They're liars, so we should be liars, too. Because if there's one thing that prevails in this joint, let me tell you right now, and you can take it to the bank and write it down on Wayne's rectum, okay? And that is that lying is a way of life in this place. I've never been surrounded by so many professional liars in all my life. I mean, everybody lies a little bit. But this place, like I said, it's like if you ask what time of day it was, and they told you you'd go find somebody with a watch to make sure. You'd look at the clock. If they told you it was raining, you'd run to the window to look outside just to verify it. Here's a lady in uh, mobile. Hello. Lady mobile. Okay, great. Thank you. She said he's a piece of crap. There's our first lady caller, and she said crap on here. There you go. But I think you got a good point, sweetheart. Now, the women just don't care about this. You know, he can go and murder his wife. And you see, most of the people who are really, well, not most, most sensible people, but especially women. After all, the wife beating and the brutal way that he killed his wife and et cetera and so on. Most of the civilized women with a brain are just uh, nauseated, appalled when they even hear the name. In fact, when they go to the supermarket, they only buy orange juice that where the word is spelled out. If it says OJ, they immediately, just like with Dracula, where he held the cape up in the air, you know, with the wolf vein and the cross, same thing. Ah, they, they just run away from it as soon as they see the goddamn initials. But then again, everybody's got initials now, right? You got AC and uh, LT and OJ, and it's the American effing way, baby. It's the jock mentality way. 
Like we got on the Dolphins, you got your T-Buck, huh? Everybody's got to have a nickname. They've got to have initials. And the Dolphins, we got an OJ, too. As a matter of fact, if he had a brain, he would change his name if he was smart. Where are we going? Am I missing something here, or am I just uh... – here's a, a mobile in Miami. Hello? Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Listen, I was, I was listening to your show about five minutes from that chick called you saw happened faggot or whatever. I don't appreciate that. And she said you have no talent. She's a piece of crap. Okay, thanks. Here's the Miami Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. Listen, um, I had an OJ sighting about a month, and a, a month ago in South Beach. And let me tell you something. All those stupid idiots that went up to him and asked him for his autograph, you couldn't believe how many people surrounded him. And I'm just kind of wondering. I thought he was out looking for the killer of his uh, former wife and... Uh, you know, yeah, but he's, he's doing it undercover. He figures if he makes enough friends, you know, one of them will fess up to doing it. I think he's doing it on the golf course. Was he doing it Friday? Because it was probably, you know, somebody from down here that done it. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Too bad they didn't have OJ around when Sam had his bris. If he had one, always Venezuelan, so I doubt it. You know what I'm talking about? I bet she could have done a real, real. Good job. Of course, when you got a penis the size of a button mushroom, I guess it don't make too much difference, huh, Sam? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. We're gonna get the names of all the QAM salespeople, by the way, who were there sucking OJ's ass on Friday and put them on the air tomorrow. I might spend a whole hour just giving a list of names of assholes who want to place their lips on OJ's rectum after Roy. it's out of the way. <laughs> Oh, it's not just the one to two hour, it's a phenomenon. All right. When this quarterback gets lonely, he likes receivers that are wise. Some people say that number eight is gay. Okay. They say Troy loves the big brown eyes. Aikman. He goes down on his knees, Aikman. It's guys he likes to please, Aikman. He loves to slap cowboys on their behind. Black, 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 black them. He's got a spotless reputation America's team is world renowned But is Troy Gay? I've heard some people say In the huddle he goes down Aikman He goes down on his knees Aikman can some balls to squeeze, Aikman? Don't flip him, cause he likes it from behind. Minute after one at 560 WQM, we got the Hank Goldberg Show from uh, Cool City coming up at 2 this afternoon. And then all that baseball stuff, thank God, five more to go. Am I right about that? Only five more Marlin games to go. Five more to go, and then it's oh! over, thank God. God, it's going to feel so much better when we finally get that over. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. 
how you doing? Okay, sir. I finally got the lowdown as to why OJ was there. Yeah. It's because Lyle and Eric Menendez weren't available. Yeah. They were busy getting their uh, wigs uh, redone. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Neil, uh, all I can say is the morons that run that station there do not deserve you. I know that. I, I listened to the show yesterday. They don't yesterday. deserve me. They don't deserve Hank. I'll tell you that. I, I can't speak for say, anybody else, but I'll tell you that right now. I listened to the show yesterday with you and Hank, and, and I found it very, very entertaining, as always. And um, uh, it's too bad they can't get you on in the morning to help the worst team. Yeah, no thanks. Because those guys really bite big time. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's the rumor. Okay, have a great day, pal. Hey, listen, uh, I mean, how could you... How can you get as big as Depot unless you're biting something? Five six, maybe it's only a salami sandwich. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Hey, so they had a bad trend, okay? I mean, everybody gets a downtrend. Although you know, it wasn't just a downtrend; it was a really bad trend. You know what I'm saying? Like almost fifty percent of the audience just vanished in one month. Wow! I'd be a little bit concerned. You know what I'm saying? Not that I want to get anybody nervous, but. Maybe it's all those spots, you know. Maybe it's all those goddamn spots. I mean, how could anybody? It's like an endurance contest. It's an endurance contest for the talent. It's an endurance contest for the listeners, and certainly for the callers. God. So let's see if we'll get you to hold through like uh, four 13-minute breaks and about a five-minute commentary and then a couple of sports updates, and let's see if you're still there and you're still alive. Here's Dania Beach. Hello. Daniel. Yes, sir. You know, it seems like... To me, with all this OJ and his sightings and all, why don't we all get together and block traffic? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Excellent idea. Every time people get pissed off, see, they're learning from the Cubans now, man. Every time we get another ethnic group pissed off in this town, they go out there and block traffic. So we don't have to wait for ethnic groups to do it. Let's all us white folk go out that's there and right. do it. Otherwise, you know, then we, we can keep emergency vehicles uh, from getting to their destination. Right. And uh, can I call someone a douchebag? Yeah. All done with that as of yesterday, pal. All done. Call him up and tell me he's an asshole. Five six seven oh five sixty. Boy, nice move there, Neil. I'll tell you. Pete Bolger, he's over there. Oh yeah, we're gonna get there. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're an asshole, Pete. You're a moron. Everybody all over town is laughing at you with his goddamn lineup. In fact, I might read it on the air again tomorrow. Give you some more free publicity. How about that? Point nine there, huh? Afternoon drive, 50,000 watts, and they signed her up again. They're bringing her back. She's part of that great new fall lineup for Stupid Talk. Man, pretty, pretty sad. Very, 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 very sad. You talk about a guy that's got to have naked pictures. I bet she's got naked pictures of Ronna Wolf with a goddamn werewolf. Where do you think she got that name? And it went from Mike Wolf. And by the way, speaking of Mike Wolf, great newsman, Mike. I worked with an INZ. Hell of a newsman, a good guy. But, God, forget the the weak humor there on Rick and Suds in the morning. You ever heard that? Mike Wolf trying to do the funny news at the top of the hour. <laughs> oh, God, please, stop. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Great. Um I know why OJ's in town. Uh, Jimmy's going to sign him. Will the other Buster You know something? With, 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 what happened with Underwood yesterday over the weekend? That's uh, a good <laughs> point. Demetrius, yeah. Well, the fugitives he's got on that team, OJ's a perfect example. Yeah. Bring him back. Okay, Bring thanks. Uh-huh. We'll get those knees all straightened out. A little cortisone here and there. A little uh, shot of this, a little shot of that, a little uh, shot of that. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, huh? Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Do you think uh, O.J. can sign a, 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 a set of Ginsu knives for me? 
Let's do a Pompano. Hello. <laughs> that wasn't too bad. Yeah, that was really great. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Listen, <laughs> the, only, the only thing, the only thing having Ooh. worse, the only thing worse than having Brooke uh, on there would be if they put Joe Zagacki on. Yeah. Joe uh, Zagacki sucks. Okay. Listen, um, one thing you mentioned some a couple of minutes ago about uh, you know about having OJ on the Dolphins. There already are two guys named uh, OJ on the Dolphins. You got OJ McDuffie and you got OJ the uh, the linebacker. I can't think of his last name now. Brigands or something like that. Oh yeah. But listen, um, yeah, we got we got two JJs too. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, like the other colleagues. Well, one, one is uh, really special, and the other one is not so special. Listen, there's one article I wanted to ask you about in, in this past Sunday's paper, the front page of the local section. Our own little Nazi down here. This guy Ken Jenny is vowing that all of Broward County is going to be under the BSO. Did yeah. you see that article? Well, of course, you got to. Isn't that what Hitler did? I, I, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, this guy's trying to make. Yeah, make Ken Jenny said he's, he's annexing the Sudetenland uh, this weekend, is what he said. Yeah, I, I, you know, he, they just took over up here in Pompano, and they said, well, we're going to save you $7 million over five years or something like that. You know, I, I was for doing, let's do it for two years, see how it works out, and then sign for a long term. I know one of the commissioners, but they said, oh, the guy's just a real hard sell guy, and his plan to take over all of Broward County, and then he's just going to run for Broward County mayor when they do this. I mean, right. that's kind of No, he's not. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, they think they can slip the douchebag thing in there. Ain't going to get on, pal. We're just not doing that anymore. Have a little bit of respect for the old man, okay? Have a little bit of respect for the rules of the road. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Pembroke Pines. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay. Okay, let me ask you something. You know, yeah. um, I know that you've been in a uh, talk show uh, for quite a few years. Uh-huh. Uh, I know about two years in WQAM, and I don't remember how many in IOD. 400 years, yeah. That's about it, right? Mm-hmm. But I never, you were never known for screening any of your calls. That much I remember. You know, if, if I wanted to talk to you, I'd call and say, I want to speak to Neil, that's it. Where mm-hmm. are you calling from? Still, about 90% of the calls you get, they're stupid. Yeah. Now, if you call Hangover, they screen those calls like there's no end to it, right? Yeah. What are you calling for? What are you going to talk about? it? And what do you want to say about what you want to say? Right. And he's still 95% of the calls. He, you know, he gets so stupid. Right. right. That's right. So what's the difference? Tell me, what is your secret? Secret to what? Of not screening calls and being able to do the job you do. Hey, Which, I, I mean, it's a good job, huh? The last two days, I'm proving to you that the calls suck, pal. I mean, that's why I'm talking more and listening to less calls. The callers blow. <laughs> you know that. Don't take it personal unless you want to. But I, mean, I, I, I hope not. You know, I really enjoy listening to you anyway. You know, right. regardless of who you, you, you know, know who you calls. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now, he's got a good plan. I've always told you that. And don't take it personal. I mean, like I told you yesterday, I'll say it again and again. The listeners, those are the people that we cherish, like the association cherishes the word, et cetera, and so on. We cherish them, the listeners. The loyal people out there, they're the bread and butter. The callers are like, uh, they're almost like a goddamn irritant. They're like uh, rubbing salt in your womb. Remember that song by the Beach Boys, Salt in My Womb? 5670560, oh, pound 560. See, the problem is I go too fast for these people. This is a slow-paced town, baby. This is a no-paced town. You can't complain about the pace here, Maker. How's Marvin Maker doing, by the way, from Monticello? Anybody seen him lately? Marvin? No. Lick it and stick it. And your quail was his name, and he turned off his favorite cartoon. <laughs> he clicked the channels for the baby bunch reruns. This girl's my final birthday. In the spring of 92. 
like back when Channel 4 was doing those damn uh, colorectal exams through the mail that time, and the postal men were like <laughs> swooning from it, and they said, oh, maybe not such a good idea. Kind of a crappy idea. They had a little leakage problem. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, when you think of garbage, don't you always think of Wayne? Uh-huh. Here's a lady in the uh, lady mobile in Davie. Hello. Hi. Yes, know, yes, ma'am. I think that um, the reason why O.J. Simpson's here in Florida is because he probably was the guy that slashed um, Underwood in Michigan, and he's down here trying to get his spot in the Dolphins. Come down here from Lansing to take the job, yeah. Yeah. Okay, thanks, sweetheart. Whatever you say. Uh-huh. You believe that? Huh? <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. <laughs> hey, they're out there, baby. I'm telling you, that's the callers, man. They're not outraged. Everything's a big freaking joke. There's no outrage. There's no goddamn sense of shame. By the way, Carol says that if she saw him in the street, she would run him down. Nice going there, Carol. We'll try to arrange it. You know, he's slow. He's got those arthritic knees. But you ought to see him move when you hit the gas. Yeah, a lot of faxes here. And, of course, the people on the faxes, uh, you know, they know what it's all about. Here's Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Hey, listen. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. You're so old and you're so tired with your AIDS lines and with your Bill Tanner lines. You're so boring and you're so pathetic. Why don't you go over there to uh, you know the West Coast? They're having a problem with their sheriff over there. Go over and join him, okay? And maybe you can hang out with Freddie Phelps over in Topeka, Kansas, too. While you're at it, asshole, faggot. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. See, one thing I've discovered, and you can take this to the bank and make a big <coughs> deposit with it, and that is that people who are obsessed with sexual uh, whatever anybody else is doing, especially with homosexuality, those people are the closet cases. Every single time, no exceptions, make no mistake about it. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. I can see this town's in a frenzy about the upcoming hockey season. Oh, yeah, they couldn't care less. <laughs> hey, I got a And you know something? Who could blame them? I know. What kind of a job have they done in promoting the upcoming hockey season? Have you seen a TV spot for the uh, season? I no, haven't. I, I haven't either. Haven't seen crap. I know. But no, I got I a funny story. I did see Denise Pot fan, so I have seen crap. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm doing a fantasy hockey team, and I was picking my way. Why? Well, just for the hell of it. Why? Um, it's Is not like a, a fantasy hockey team. Yeah, you don't have to pay. Oh, so I'm not wasting money at least. But anyway, the last winner on the the whole list of the lowest the lowest wings was uh, Chrissy Wells. Yeah. So I thought you'd like that. Well, the paper says that we got to keep him. He's terrible. I mean, in, in this waiver draft that they had uh, yesterday, I mean, uh, Lonnie Bohannis from the Leafs wasn't protected, and Derek King, although they don't want to pay his money, but I'll take Lonnie Bohannis as a forward any day over Christina Wells. Oh yeah. What a, what a commentary. He's the only guy that can win any face-offs, so we better keep him. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should get Garfin off. Maybe, maybe now, you know, he also wasn't protected. He was also exposed for the waiver draft. That's how much they think him in Atlanta. Yeah. All right, good, luck, good luck to us, pal. We'll need it. There's no interest whatsoever. None. Zero zippity doo da. I heard Sean Burke on with the worst team this morning. Good job for us last year, Sean. Keep it up, sweetheart. You'll need a lot of work this year. It's going to be really brutal. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, uh, did you see the Miami Herald? Unfortunately, um, we have to see it here in Miami. Um, that Mayor Penis got his um, deal deal approved by the government for the transportation. We didn't have to pinch in that that that, cent, that penny tax. 
yeah. you wanted to nail us with. Mm-hmm. Just, just wanted to let you. Okay, thanks for the good news. Nice going there, Mayor Pinga. Faker, phony, charlatan, clown. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I agree with you completely on the OJ thing. I mean, it is an outrage, not only what the community's response to it, but what your radio station's response to it has been. So, hey, hey just see, one... I, I guess the, with the people, what they'll say around here is, oh, well, you didn't get much response on this. The audience doesn't care. They don't give a crap. Well, I'm calling in to just tell you at least one listener does. So, hey, and I've got one other question for you. I love that Backstreet spoof. Uh, do you have your spoofs on the on a website or anything like that? Because I'd love to listen no, to it. No, but on the best of, they'll be at Specs starting Friday. Best of the cool. cool. And that's on there, too, by the way. Great. Thanks. Okay. okay have a great day. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. You know something? I could talk like for three hours and 45 minutes every day and still have to go through the same exercise. That's how weak the call-in audience is in this town. Weak. I mean, tragic. Pathetic. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, I don't know if you uh, got a chance to hear that Sheriff McBiggin from uh, this morning. He was on sir, the Today I, I Show. I want to tell you something. I've had 6,000 faxes about the sheriff over there on the West Coast. we got our own situation going on over here. Nobody here cares about the sheriff over there on the West Coast, okay? Uh, with, with all due respect to my listeners over there in Fort Myers, nobody here cares about that. we got our own fascist up here in Broward County, and we got our own other things that I've talked here for two and a half hours about today, and i got 700 copies of the same uh, faxes on the machine here. Wasted 90% of the paper I put in the goddamn fax machine fresh this morning. Nobody here cares. We don't even know who that is. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. What's it all about? Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I got one thing to say, really, that uh, makes me nervous. Just for your safety. I mean, if you beat OJ Simpson uh, in the ratings, just horribly like you're going to, obviously. Well, what, what do you mean in the, in the ratings? What are you talking about? I mean, if he was on your radio station. Um, you're he's not going to be on our radio station, sir. Well, that's good because I, I mean I would hate for him to get upset and come after you with a knife. That would be like the end all. Yeah. We already know he has a tendency towards violence. Okay, thanks. Thanks for the bulletin. Thanks for the warning, sir. He has a tendency toward violence. Anybody agree with that? <laughs> tendency toward violence. In fact, wasn't that what they said about Salazzo in Godfather One? He's good with a knife. Remember that? Yeah, he's good with a knife. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hello there. Yes, sir. Um, last summer, uh, when I was in Southern California, uh, they had a bumper sticker for sale. It said, Go, OJ, go. I bought one. I put it on my front bumper. See ya. Okay. Pretty weak. Yeah, pretty weak. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT. Like I said, he's got those arthritic knees. Give him a handicap, will you? Nobody repulses you more. Hi, Felicia. Gee, I love your dress, and your hair looks so shiny and manageable. Are you still shampooing with head and shoulders? <laughs> Gosh, Chick, I stopped using head and shoulders a long time ago. I mean, honestly, who grows hair on their shoulders anyway? <laughs> yeah, right. So what are you using now? Well, it's like head and shoulders, only without all those additives. It's just called head. Let's tell them about it, girls. If you're tired of your old shampoo, <laughs> and feeling blue, yeah, yeah, just remember what I said, yeah, yeah, you'll feel better if you get some hair. Wow. 
Where can I get head? Lots of places, Chick. You can stop by my place later, and I'll be happy to give you some head. In 15 minutes, I'll have you shampooed, styled, and blown dry. Gee, you don't miss a lick, do you? Head sounds great, but is it expensive? Not at all, Chick. My brother says there are places downtown where you can get head for less than $10. Golly, at that price, everyone should be getting head. That's right, Chick. When you say head, you set a mouthful. Hi, I'm Dr. Raymond Filadio from Trigonal Industries. Here to tell you why you should get head. First, it lubricates each limp hair follicle, leaving an erect, glistening shaft. Then the scalp's natural oils are sucked out of the root, leaving your hair soft, shiny, and exhausted. Nothing does the job like head. Great! Can I get head from my hairdresser, Bruce? Probably, but you might want to try your girlfriend first. <laughs> Go out and get some head today. Want hair with lots of volume? Nothing gets it up like head. Available at a price you won't find hard to swallow. And it's going down every day. Honey, we're out of shampoo. Can you go out and get some head? What did you say? I said I want you to go out and get head. Oh, thank you, sweet Jesus. I'm going down, down. And head makes a great holiday gift. Last Christmas, my wife gave me some head. Then I gave her a pearl necklace. I've never seen her so choked up. My girlfriend used to give me head, and then we got married. Now I'm lucky if I get Jurgen's lotion and a National Geographic. When she starts, you will wanna stop. Head feels so good, you might throw your top. Give head in the shower, you'll wanna come. Head shampoo. Come on, give it a shot. My hair looks great. <laughs> Use a nap. One thirty-three at five sixty WQAM five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Hi Neil. Yes sir. Um, I'm a long time uh, admirer of your show, but I I beg to differ with that one caller that uh, was praising the combination of you and Hank. I don't think it will ever get better than when you and Phil were teamed up together. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, That was a pivotal moment in all our lives, I think. Well, you know, it's interesting. Somebody said to me this morning that if Pete Bolger were smart, which he's not, he would have put the Phil replays on like from 2 to 5. Exactly. Like after my show. But, of course, uh, uh, he's not smart, so he didn't no, do yeah. it. It would be, uh, that would be asking too much. Yeah. Um, uh, comment on uh, Mr. Underwood. Uh, I think it's easy Mr. to... Mr. Underwood? Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to dismiss him as a pathetic flake, but when when you come to think of how his mom and his grandmother has has beaten into his empty head that uh, all his life that football is the devil, you know. Yeah. That's uh, maybe he can be a felt sorry. Well, what for was that bit. cult? You know, it was that awful cult that done it? Yep. Okay, pal. Okay. See ya. Uh huh. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Nice going there, Jimmy. We could be special, and, and no, don't come no more special than Demetrius. I'll tell you that. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Did Demetrius Underwood stab himself? Did he stab himself? Yeah. No, the dog done it. Yes, he did stab himself, sir. It was an attempted suicide. 
Oh, my God. And like I, I said, if O.J. would have been there, they got the job done right. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There you go. Psychic. <laughs> pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Chris already said that about five or six times today, but they can't be listening all four hours for Christ's sake. Can they? No. Here's Plantation. Hello. Plantation. Yeah, Neil, how's it going? Okay, sir. Hey, good. I want to comment about that uh, Miami Beach shooting that just happened and all those people going crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about this guy. He's out of control. He's shot four other people. And uh, obviously he recognizes a uh, criminal. And uh, whenever, uh, you know, we feel threatened, I'm a law enforcement officer, you know, we got we got to go home in the night to see our families. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's your comment on uh, how they're acting down there? How they're reacting is is insane, unacceptable. And like I said earlier, every time somebody uh, gets pissed off about something in this town, they want, you know, it's one thing if you get a permit and you go and protest in front of City Hall, in front of the police station, in front of uh, the Coast Guard uh, headquarters, <clears throat> but keep disrupting the whole goddamn town. It's unacceptable. It's, it's, it's out of control. And then just like last time it got out of control down there at Hialeah and the mayor went down there and punched the guy out, that guy ought to be taken to jail. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I don't know what America's coming to here. Okay, this guy goes steals a car, and uh, he's got a rap sheet longer than my arm and leg. <laughs> he does. Did probably longer than your thing too. Yeah, but a lot longer than that. Okay, hang in there, pal. All right, buddy. You worry about your thing. I'll worry about mine. I'm not too worried. Five six seven oh five. If it ain't got any bigger by now, it's not going to happen. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, oh, all this OJ crap. I'll have to save this for a rainy day. Article about a guy who's got a 13-and-a-half-inch penis in here, by the way. A very long article, long piece. I mean, real long. But nevertheless, we'll save that for a rainy day. Here's the mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Okay. Uh, I think if I'd have been at that golf tournament, maybe I'd ask O.J. for a fingerprint or something just mm -hmm. instead of his autograph. Yeah, can I have your thumbprint on this, O.J.? There, <laughs> now you're talking. Uh, hey, a couple of weeks ago in the Sun Sentinel, uh, they were. Uh, they said that the, the Panthers were shopping Paulie Laws around. Is there any uh, validity to that, or are they trying to get rid of him or something? Or not if they got any brains, they're not. What do they want yeah. to do that for? I don't know. They had a, there was a small paragraph at the bottom of the page, and they were trying to get rid of a few people or shopping them around. And I was just curious. Uh, yeah, the, the latest rumor I heard is they were going to trade uh, for Kevin Hatcher. I'm trying to think of who the hell they were going to get rid of, which I can't think of at the moment. But uh, nothing's happening. They're, they're not, uh, they're, it's like they're frozen and they're in suspended animation. Nothing is happening. Uh, okay, uh, different note. Hey, do you use uh, Rain-X on your windshield, Neil? No. No? Uh, they sell some stuff at uh, Walmart. It's got, it's got the Rain-X built into the, the windshield washer fluid. It's great. Okay. You're going to love it, baby. Thanks. Later. Okay. And you can also stick a little in your... Then you're rectum. Oh, it's late in the show, yeah. I don't want to reach that far. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. <laughs> if you could only see Joe Costello today, man. You you look like you're just uh, ready to to go into a coma. Feel like doesn't it. feel good. He's got a bad headache. He doesn't feel good. He's surly. He's not happy to be here like a captive audience in here today. He wants to be where he can go lay down like an Igor's lap in the other room. I'm depressed by the OJ thing. Yeah, right. What are you depressed about? You know what a bunch of airheads you work with around here. You're, what you're depressed about is all the money that Roy! he can't get out of this place. That's for, yeah. Now he's nodding his head, yeah. Sixty grand to do what? Fill in the blank. What is it that you're doing here, Roy? Somebody would like to know, besides screwing up our golf tournament, besides trying to embarrass and humiliate the rest of us, what is it that you're doing here, my friend? Roy! Come on, we'd like to know. This ex-jock thing, Howard Cosell had his thumb right on it, baby. The jockocracy are destroying every goddamn thing in America. Everything.
I bet you sooner or later they'll probably get their finger in the fish food, too. They'll probably screw that up. You watch. Get your head out of the tank, Roy. You're acting silly. I have just tasted your snapper. Are you an a-hole? How about a mother effort? You can be when you attend the Euphemistic Profanity Seminar, coming to a Ramada Inn at an airport near you. That's where a Euphemistic Profanity Instructor will show you how to use cartoon expletives in place of the words you really want to say. For example, an outburst like this might prove embarrassing. Hey, Greg, don't step on that rake! Holy you but after just one seminar with a euphemistic profanity instructor, the scene can completely change. Hey, Greg, don't sit on my face! Ow, mother, father, cheese and crackers! You court-soaking son of a bugger! Better? You bet. You see, the system of euphemistic profanity is easy to learn because it's been perfected over thousands of years and used by the world's most virtuous people. Hey, buongiorno, your holiness. Please watch you staff. We just had it the Vatican floor last over here. Bless you, my son. Oh, oh. So what are you waiting for, you mother ever? Don't let embarrassing use of profanity rip you a new a-hole. Sign up for a seminar in euphemistic profanity and you'll say... Fucking ship the sore thumb of a beached whale! Thank you. 143 at 560 WQM, the Hank Goldberg Show at Cool City coming up at 2. Where do we be going? We're going to uh, Miami. Hello. I am. Yes, sir. Hey, how's Howard doing in the morning? How is he doing? Oh, I didn't the even numbers. look at. I didn't look at that. One moment, please. All right. Uh, twenty-five fifty-four. Uh, wacky. Oh, it must have been a real heavy ethnic. Uh, I'm not on the first. I'm on the page with uh, the worst team. I'm sorry about that. Oh, Radio Amor, another spec station is number one with a seven point six. Twenty-five fifty-four. Howard's number two with a seven four. Same as last trend. Ah, uh, okay. And I did by uh, head and shoulders. Even with the phony laugh track, was not even funny. You agree with me, right? No, I don't. Oh, come on. Bob and, Tom, <laughs> Bob and Tom, who, by the way, blow Howard away, but nevertheless, blow this. Head and shoulders bit is not funny? Man, you're pathetic. Fine, another Julio, what do you expect? Probably listening to Radio Amor. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. There's more humor in five minutes of the body. In fact, there's more humor in one good Bob and Tom comedy bit than in Howard, any of five Howard shows put together. If you took sex and dykes out of Howard's show, what do you got left? What do you got left? Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you, sir? Okay, sir. Good. Um, I don't want to be a hypocrite, so the first thing I want to say is I was disgusted by the protest yesterday by the uh, individuals who were speaking out against the shooting. Yeah. Um, you know, I called you when the uh, members of the Latin community went out and protested. Yeah. And I'm a black man, and I'm going to call you when the... When the, when when, the, when the go out and do it, right. When, when, <laughs> If it's wrong, it's wrong. Because yeah. first of all, first of all, we don't we don't know yet whether or not the shooting was justified. There has to be an investigation, and to go out and dis disrupt people's lives—that's as bad as it was. Well, this has become you know a fashionable thing down here. That is, every time uh, you know there's some scumbag that commits some horrendous crime, right away everybody pretends that they were there and they know the circumstances. And in this case, they don't. And when you look like I said to the cop that called this guy's rap sheet, this guy was obviously a real uh, piece of crap. Yeah, but wait, you ready for the kicker, though, Neil? The guy who led yesterday's protest, the Bishop or Reverend Victor Curry, yeah. he's the same one who sat down and buddied up O.J. last year when he came down in the town. Oh, you know, oh my God. They own a radio station. Uh, I won't say the call letters, but he owns Why not? A, a WNBM. 
Oh, you mean that five-watt piece of... Uh, exactly. That well, he sat down and interviewed him and buddied up with him and everything else. So yesterday he was asking for justice, but he sat down and, and, and interviewed... How about and justice for Ron and Nicole? How, exactly. how about justice for those two dead people? Have a good one, Neil. And back to you. Take care. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I'm surprised Jesse ain't here yet to take care of that business, huh? I'm surprised we don't have Jesse yet. He was too busy up there in Tallahassee at FAMU taking care of that, doing his jumping and jiving and his uh, St. Vitus dance the other day. I mean, don't don't people understand how ridiculous that makes them look when they do that stuff? You ever seen that? When when they get up there and start doing the preaching and the, their sh- whatever the hell they call it, charismatic, uh, crazy uh, St. Vitus ants in your uh, pants. Crazy stuff. I mean, we know that what you're babbling is crazy to begin with. But why do you have to prove it? Here's Carl Gables. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going, buddy? How you okay. Been? Having a great show today. Yeah. Neil, let me ask you a question. Man. Go I, went, I went out the other day. I'm not going to say the dealership name because I don't want to plug, but I went the other day uh, to a truck dealership. And and correct me if I'm wrong, Wayne Azinga is buying all the dealerships here? He what? Is he buying all the dealerships locally? Of course. He owns a whole bunch of them. Jesus Christ, man. Before I know, that guy's going to buy my toilet. On my that, that's right, your toilet paper. And, and it's back in your garbage for Wayne. Okay, pal. Wayne's got you by the short hairs, okay? Should never say you by the short hairs when you're talking to Joe, though. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a lady in plantation. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi. Uh, I'd just like to say something as a mother of someone that has died of AIDS, and I work with a lot of AIDS service organizations, that I find it appalling that they would have a man of O.J. Simpson's character come to a fundraiser. Right, I agree. Type. And, and I made uh, it very clear to them that the people at Center One didn't want any part of him there, and we did, uh, you know, touch base with the people over there, and they were very unhappy about it. And if my son were alive, alive today, he would be horrified. Right. And thank you for speaking out about this. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's our, this, this is the thing that a lot of people don't seem to understand. It's, it's not like it's optional. It's not like, I mean, if I had nothing to do with it, if I wouldn't have promoted it, that's their business. It still would have been grotesque and made the station look stupid, but nevertheless, I wouldn't feel so bad. But when they come to me and they want me basically to put my, like, stamp of approval on it and be involved in it, and, oh, it's like we want to do something extra for your charity that you're so involved in, Neil. And even though you don't give a crap about golf, we can raise some extra money. Which, by the way, did we ever find out how much money we raised for the uh, Center One with this thing? No. No, it's only Tuesday, you know. The tournament was over the weekend. You'd think by now we would know, wouldn't you? Did we find out if we raised uh, anything? No. I have no idea. But they're doing this because they want to do something extra for a charity that I care about. And our stuff goes on sale at Specs, by the way, this Friday, October 1. I'll be at Sawgrass Specs uh, this Saturday from noon to 2. As we begin uh, the eight millionth year of our fundraisers, and this is why it's like it's like it's just like it's like a slap in the face is what it is. It's a slap in the freaking face. Like they're going to show me a thing or two. It's like a bunch of little children. Like I told you before, they're in control and they're going to show us who's running this place. And no matter what you people out there think, okay, no matter how much melodrama you think there is involved in this, it's all freaking true. You got a whole multi-million dollar radio operation here. You got some of us who've, who've been years and years and years in this business, who've invested our whole goddamn lifetime in this business. And we have to be, our, our livelihood has to be dependent on a bunch of game players, on a bunch of little children in a sandbox with their pail and shovel. 
who for some strange reason, which in about 10 or 15 minutes I think I'm going to start getting the answers to, for some strange reason they call the shots around here and can basically do whatever the hell they want? What kind of crap is that? That was never part of the deal when I agreed to come over here. There were a whole bunches of things about part of the deal when I was told. I was, I was given more goddamn stories when I come over here than you can check your thing at. And so far, about the only thing that's been lived up to has been the money, okay, because it's written in goddamn platinum in the contract. Other than that, nothing. Oh, yeah, we can go 50,000 watts. State-of-the-art studio. Oh, you know, sky's on all this promotion. When I came here, by the way, I was told that uh, Gregory told me that they were going to have a billboard campaign the month before 